Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off, they be so long. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are!
You have a wonderful presentation for you tonight. Brother Abdullah Mosley Bay is here talking about the 7-Eleven conquest of the Moors and how it has effectively changed the world for the better. Okay? A lot of information to share dealing with this particular issue and topic. So we're going to get right into it. Our brother won't be able to stay with us for the entirety of tonight's program. So we want to let him get as much time and leverage as is needed, as necessary, to get this information out. Because the thorough information that needs to be shared, you know, the more civilized the world. Okay? And um, we're definitely going to get into that. All right? family. Just one second. Any second now, the computer's rebooting or Google Chrome is rebooting for that matter. Some of these windows, they're like 16 of them open. I've been putting together some stuff all day, so. Yeah. With no further ado, call from the 347. Peace. Peace, peace, peace to the family. To the family, welcome to Nodalez Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your co-host, the brother Red Pill, reporting live and direct case. Pardon me for the lateness, though. Nah, it's all good. My um, yeah. my Google Chrome crashed. I had to reboot it anyway. You know? Yeah. That Chrome be going silly these days. I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. No problem, you know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, I promise I told the family we're going to just jump directly into tonight's show. We'll do the rehash and the recaps and all that stuff later on. I want to get tonight's guest in the building so he can delve directly into tonight's topic because there's a plethora of information. 7-Eleven of 2014 is a lot of time to cover. You feel me? But if you don't believe that the energy emanating from that point is affecting us to this very day, you're just not studying. Huh? You're just not studying. Straight like that's it. Yeah, what now? I was saying is you're just not studying. So you don't got on those Google glasses. You don't see it for what it is. You were oh, saying that if, you're if, learn if, today. if you don't understand the significance of that date and that year and the, and the, and the things, the catalyst that created what it is, that we know today, I was saying that you're just not on your study. Indeed. Indeed. And a lot of people can't see the forest for the trees, but no problem. That's what KTR Radio is here for. We are openers, you know what I'm saying? And we definitely got a full plate of food that we want to chef up and offer to the family tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, tips are definitely um, welcome to what have you. I set a new site up. 
where we're going to be able to do some, I call it, you know, crowd fundraising after these programs, after every program. So I'll drop those links in the chat rooms and make mention of it afterwards. But let me go and open up the line for our guests. All right, brother. Abdullah Mosey Bay, call from the 215 300. Peace. 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 It's long. It's long. Beta Makeup, my brothers and sisters who are in the lodge, coming to the light. Miyam is the response. Indeed. Thank you for having me again. This is my third time on the show. Liberty, you know, the seven of the, uh, the, the uh, Statue of Liberty is at the base of the Statue of Liberty. 
there's a there's a level point of star, and then you have the uh, there's seven spikes at the crown of the stat, of the Statue of Liberty. Well, the 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 eleven the number eleven does with the sunspot cycle. Every eleven years, there's a sunspot cycle, and you have your your seven. You're dealing with the you're looking at your Pallades. Uh, Pallades was the, called the Seven Sisters or, se, or Pallades. Seven Daughters. You know, so right. that's the, the Seven Daughters of Pallades. So that the so the number seven related to Pallades as well as the moon. You know the number seven relating to the moon cycle. That the, the seven days of the week. The seven days of the week are tied to the moon cycle. Each 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 major phase from its from the new moon to the first quarter moon. There's seven days. From the first quarter moon to the last quarter, to the full moon seven days. From the last quarter moon to the full the um, full moon to the last quarter moon seven days, and then from the last quarter moon back to the new moon there's seven days. So that's that coincides with your your lunar calendar. So that's yeah. the seven eleven. So it's basically so it's, it's, it has astronomical significance that the general public is not aware of. Now so. We go and get into the date seven eleven, the Battle of Tours or the Battle of Portier, uh, to Charles and Hammer Martel, and uh, that was a uh, a, uh, a a pivotal point uh, for the Europeans in, um, in gaining in gaining power. Though the Europeans had not gained total power during that time period, but that was a that was a that was a, a fatal blow to the Moors. You know, because you actually know that the, the process of bringing down the great, mighty Moroccan Empire took a, a long period. But that battle of the Battle of Portier is a pivotal point, and you would say that well, yeah, it was uh, seven seven eleven. No, brother, I think that was seven twenty one. If my uh, information serves correct, yeah, the, the Battle of eleven. Yeah, the Seven Eleven conquest is uh, General Tariq and um, King Roderick, who was the uh, Visigoth king. He got slayed, and that's when the Moors were able to move forward. Um, they were able to push forward into Europe, and they were slain eventually by Charles Martel in the, uh, in I believe it was seven twenty one, in the Battle of Poitiers. Uh, check 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 that date seven seven eleven um battle tour tour battle tours that's um seven eleven uh seven twenty one um my 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 research has got me at uh, seven eleven with uh, okay. Charles the Hammer you know Charles the Hammer Martel and his father uh Pippin you know yeah. uh and yeah. then you know you're looking at the the, the long battles between the the European, the European powers, and the what they call the Ottoman Empire, which is actually the Moroccan Empire. So there was, there were, you know, uh, battles that extended, you know, for a period of a few hundred years. You know, where yeah, we I would tell the family to think Game of Thrones. You know, think Kingdom of Heaven, and yes. these, myth, these medieval uh, movies and depictions that they show you that were yeah. uh, dealing with generational and, um, you know, uh, 100 year, 200, 300, 400 year conflict, the wars that took place with the, yeah. uh, yeah, the rise and fall of multiple kingdoms and kings and monarchs and things. That is, uh, 
the whitewashed or revised version of the con- the conflicts that took place in the um in the uh, Al Moroccan kingdom. Absolutely. Uh, if you look at the if you look at the J and J Rogers book, Nature Knows the Color Line, Chapter yes. Six, is titled right. "The Negro as More." And Europeans are written in the coat of arms of Europeans of aristocratic families. And in, in his book, he shows many coats of arms, and in the crest, he has dark olive moors. And these, so these are the, the actually the dames and the earls and the marquis and the and the counts and countesses are actually you know actually our people. You know, but, but as you said, the Europeans have distorted the images. You know, in, in the schools. So they actually they legislated and controlled the curriculum that's in that's in the schools in the Moroccan and this portion of the Moroccan Empire that people call the United States. You know, as you know, the United States is not a name of a country. Yesterday, this is not United States. This is the this is a this is a part of the Moroccan Empire that extends from from Argentina from from Canada all the way down to Argentina and the joining eyes and also including what is now known as the continent of Africa, which, is, which is, encompasses the Moroccan Empire. So understanding that we've been, we've been given a distorted history and also images have been distorted. So when, so when we're looking at the various, various aristocrats of Europe, we think that they're Europeans, when in fact they are, they're indeed Moors. Indeed. And that's also key. Indeed. There and and then and looking at um, going back to the, the the um the history of where we how we got to where we are today and, and and even the going going looking at looking at masonry and how the Europeans even control those institutions they actually control they actually have convinced our brothers and sisters who are in the lodge that masonry began began with them. That basically began in, in England in 1717 with the Europeans. They have convinced our they, are, they have convinced our brothers and sisters that that uh, that um, masonry that the Grand Lodge is actually England. When actually the Grand Lodge even going back, it actually goes as far back as Egypt thousands of years ago. Yeah. So you know, so they actually we have to be be clear on the proper timelines. Who who is who? Who are we? And who are they? Who are not? And who are they? Who they're not? And so the mm-hmm. Europeans have distorted words. They have distorted timelines. They have distorted images, so that they can so that they can take maintain control. And in fact, they they've done a great job in doing that. Uh, I have you know, uh, there's been brothers who have uh, uh, one a couple of days. It was last week. Uh, I gave. Um, I was wearing my compass the square shirt. With the G in the middle, yeah. and uh, the brother said, "Oh, where you get that shirt?" I said, "I, I make these." And then so, uh, so I walk, I ran over, I ran across the street to give him one of my papers, Masonic Gate, the most recent issue, uh, the Fourth July piece. And he asked me, um, he said, "Are you a Mason?" I said, "Well, are you asking me do I belong to a lodge?" I said, "No, I don't belong to a lodge. I am a Mason. I don't belong to a lodge." I said, well, if you don't belong to the lodge, you know, I can't approach you. I said, well, I understand where you're coming from. You don't think that you don't think that I'm your brother because I'm not a member of the lodge. I said, brother, I am, your, I am your brother by blood. That's greater, by blood. So he, 
he waved me off, you know, as if, you know, he didn't want to hear that. He didn't want to hear that birthright, blood, consanguinity, pedigree, ancestry, lineage, connection. You know, who are you? You're not a member of a lodge. You're not my brother. You're right. And that's real. And that's real. And so they've been indoctrinated to that. So he, he would have embraced the European over me. This brother who looks like me, as dark as I am, would have embraced the European. He would have come to a European's aid over me. Yeah. All right? right. Because the European in the lodge is, as he would say, is his brother. And since I am not in the lodge, I am not his brother. That's real, brothers and sisters. That's real. All right? And I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, who are classified as Negro color black, who are members of the lodges, that European for drugs in our community, that European controls the curriculum that suppresses your children, all right? That European, all right, so let's keep in mind, all right? So they, the Europeans are our children. Yes, they are. They are children, all right? By blood, they are. By, we're talking politically, the Europeans have, going, going, time back to the, going back to the battles again, to where we are right now, the Europeans, you know, have control of our birthright today. They make control of our land. So we, so we got to be clear on where we are politically in relationship to them. Yeah. And so, so that's there. So, that, so these, these things are real. And I ended up giving the brother a paper, you know, I told him, you know, have a good day and so forth, you know. And I trust he will read the paper. Uh, but uh, I, I have been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback from the papers uh, from brothers and sisters throughout the country, you know. And, and so I understand. Honestly, I understand where that brother is coming from. You know, he's coming from a large perspective, you know, and he has been taught the birthright perspective. Indeed. Right. Funny thing is, yeah, you know, when we were in Florida, at the summit of the malls, and we were um, in the same venue at the Shriner Convention, it was a European Shriner, you know, who was the daddy over all of them, yep. all right? It was a European Shriner who acknowledged us and, and, and recognized us and, you know what I'm saying, built Back. that particular bridge. So the Negroes had to see him do mm. first. And then they moseyed over, with the exception oh, of, yeah, my 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 partner that we went to school with, you know what I'm saying, and um, and a brother, uh, Trayvon Martin's father, you know Tracy what I'm saying. Martin. He approached him immediately. Yeah, Tracy Martin. You know what I mean. He he wasn't on that, but the rest of those, you know, Christian powers or what have you, they had to keep their distance until they saw the embracement take place even though we was all in there fezzed up and everything. You feel me? Why? Well, I they didn't understand. I we, we had the newspaper. Yeah, the minute he sat there and read that newspaper, you know what I'm saying, it was ball game. They was like, okay. You know? He right, right on. Content, you know, yeah, it was right on. Well, I, I want to address something, too, with, with this. You mentioned, you mentioned Christian powers. We want to we want to clarify that. I know when we when we read when we read literature written by Europeans, European colonists, and they'll 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 still what they'll do is they'll structure the literature, you know, and they'll they'll refer to 
the um, the Ottoman Empire or the Moroccan Empire as Muslim as Muslims, and they'll refer to European powers as Christians. That paradigm is false. That's a false paradigm. You know, because okay. to keep in mind that the you whoever, whoever defines the language controls the issue. So the Europeans have reconstructed the word Christian with coming from the Sanskrit word Krishna, which actually applies to us. The word Christian in no way does applies to the Europeans at all. It's a, it's a Sanskrit word that's over 10,000 years old. So it's a, it's a title that belongs to us. Now, Muslim relates to the anatomy of the body. If you're looking at understanding the importance of anatomy and also raising the consciousness, Looking at the the if there's there's a there's a temple it's called the Temple of Luxor, uh, Abu, the Temple of Abu Simba in Luxor, uh, D. Labit in his book Temple and Man, and what he what he did was he measured the Temple Abu Simba, and he and he discovered that his the measurements of the yeah. the temple was based on astronomy. You know, the, the ears, the face, the nose, and so forth had astronomical significance. So, so looking at understanding the, your body, the human body, based on five, one, based on the measurement of five, 1.610, 1. 1. and then understanding how you're dealing with the divine proportion of man. So, that, so the word Muslim relates to that. So what the Europeans have done was taken the words Muslim and Christian out of their ancient cultural philosophical context, and they got us thinking that Muslim and Christian are political systems, you know, that are against each other, you know, when in fact they're not. That's a false construct, and, mm. and this is where etymology comes in, understanding, you know, how Europeans manipulate words, you know, to control, to suppress the culture, and to actually and actually claim your claim your titles. So this is also this is also part of the result of the war and where we are today is that they yeah. dirty the language. I mean, what I mean by dirty the language is that they apply connotative means. They reconstructed words out of its ancient structure into modern forms. Into into dramatic form, so therefore we think that these words have no ancient connection, and that these words apply to Europeans. That's the that was the whole plan. This is part of the wars, you know. This is the result of this. Mm. So that they have this is how they have maintained, you know, control of our minds. So they had to they had to do massive book burnings. You're looking at the various inquisitions, looking at and particularly the inquisition against the Moors. What they call the what people call what they, what they call the Spanish Inquisition, and during that during the 1400 to 1400 to the to the 1600, there were a period of over a million books that were burned in that 200 time, year time period. It was hmm. customary for our people to have libraries in their houses. That was customary, and they actually had up to what's called bonfires or, or, or public book burning. To actually put us into ignorance, we actually were forced into ignorance, and so this is so. 
And this is even going back to going back to my brothers and sisters and getting in the lodge. This is why you think that you that masonry began with the Europeans. This is why you think that you need permission from the Europeans to wear your fairs, your Moorish fairs. This is why you think you need permission from the Europeans to wear your Moorish conference and square. This is why you think you need permission from the Europeans to wear your Moorish apron. This is why you think you need permission from the Europeans to wear your gavel. This is why you think you need permission from the Europeans, you know, to use the word masonry and so forth. Because you've been conditioned that way. I love you, my brothers and sisters, but they got they duped us. We are the Grand Lodge. We're the Grand Lodge. We're the sovereign authority. We're, right. we're the sovereign grand commanders. We're the royal monarch. We're the pure potentate. That's a that's those are more titles that actually relates to relates to the Moroccan emperor. So the Europeans actually took those titles. And got us thinking that there are positions in the lodges, the noble. They also have they have conditioned us into believing that the title noble is an officer in the shrine. The type, the, 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 no, the nobility belongs to us by birthright. So we're nobles by blood, having nothing to do with the lodge, having everything to do with birthright and blood. So nobility is a hereditary rank, a high rank of high birth that ties to us by birthright. It has it is used as a title for an officer in the shrine, but that is not its original application. That's a birthright stealing application. Once again, whoever defines the language controls the issue. And these wars leading up today have to have everything to do is to stealing land, but in order to maintain the theft of the land, they had to control the literature. That's why they burned the books. They had to create ignorance among our people. So they create the ignorance by creating connotative meanings of words. So this is very important. So the words are connected to this, and this is why today that the Europeans control the Masonic orders. That's the whole process. And keep in mind that we are their teachers. So going back to even in the in the Constitution it reads that as someone, you know, that the titles that they would not take could not take on titles of nobility. Well the titles of the nobility apply to apply to us. You know, even what we, what we think that our European titles of nobility are not. Like I said, count, countless, uh, 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 you have the countess, count, marquis, duke, duchesses, earl, those are, those are our titles. We are, those, we, are those nobility, we are those nobility in Europe. As you said, as you, used, as you said, Red Pill, they distorted the images. And this is also, this is the result of the wars. Because you have to, so because when you conquer a people, you have to, you've you got to maintain, you know, control over them. And, one, and the best way to do that is control their literature. And Dualli said, in order to change the people, you must change the literature. This is why I put out 
the, the more civil letter, newsletter back in 1995 and expanded to newspaper full back in 2003. This is why we put out the I'm Rockin' Star back in 2001. This is why I put out the Masonic Gate, and I'm going to be putting out the Christian Light in, 2000, in October of this year. We are the Christians. We are the Muslims. We are the Jews. We are, the, the title Pope applies to us, which is a patah. All those titles, those are so the Europeans, so what we do, we in fact, I've been telling, and I've told a few people this, is that we in fact give Europeans high honor. See, we don't, we don't even though we don't tend to give Europeans high honors, we do. We call them Jews, we give them high honor. You call them Christians, you give them high honor. You call them, you call the man that pope, the pope, you give him high honor. That's the top. You call them nuns, you give him high honor. And that was the whole trick. Was to, and you call, you call them, you call them um, Aryans. That means you give them high honor. Aryan means noble. So they, they, so they condition us to think that Aryan is a group of European skinheads, a hate group, a hate group of a European hate group that don't like quote unquote black people. Has nothing to do with that. Has everything to do with nobility. And this is our understanding of how wars have been used today to steal our birthright, but no, you have to maintain control of the people. And as you know, the misrepresentation of religion, not religion, not religion, the distortion of religion has created divisions in our community, not religion. Because the people have not been given religion. They've been given the symbolism and the and the um, ceremonies that relate to religion, which means astronomy and cosmology, but they have not been taught religion as religion is astronomy and cosmology. So religion has not destroyed our people. The misrepresentation of religion has. You gotta get that clear. We want people to have religion. They haven't been given it. So what I hope to do with the Christian life is to is to bring that harmony, that unity. You have there's there you have many nationalized and conscious Moors who can't relate to their family members. You know. Now I'm I'm hear me out, nationalized and conscious Moors. Hear me out. I can help you. I can help you nationalize and consciousness relate to your family members. What you do is you reclaim your Christian title. You reclaim you reclaim your Jesus as Jesus means the Son, as you in. You reclaim your holidays, Christmas, Halloween, Fourth of July, Valentine's Day, Groundhog Day, Easter. Come on. Reclaim them. You reclaim that cross and start wearing them in your family's presence. What we do is we become quote unquote, quote unquote, What we do is we become quote unquote. How do you hear you? You there? Yes. You have a question? I said, give him that work, brother. Well, no problem. I'm out of here. All right. When we become, <laughs> quote, unquote, enlightened, as I thought I was, you know, we'll say, well, we're Muslims. You know, I don't want to deal with that Christian thing anymore. 
Now, what that does, it creates a division now in your family. Now, you're alienated, now you're alienated from your family now because they see you as a Muslim and then they're Christians when, in fact, Christian applies to all our people. And so this is, where I, this is what I hope to do, projecting. I hope I am projecting with the Christian light to bring about that unity. As you know, most of our people go what they call the churches. Now, you know church is the zodiac. The word church means circle and actually denotes the zodiac. So going to, going to church is actually going, is, is actually going to the zodiac. They're actually consulting an ephemeris is when, is when you go to church. An ephemeris is a table of planetary positions, of daily, but daily planetary positions. So when you want to go to church, you go to an ephemeris to determine where the planets are in that particular day. That's going to church. So most of our people, though they go to the building, they don't go to church. It's not, you know what I mean. It ain't no, you know what I mean. Don't accept that. Never accept, you know what I mean. Never accept that. Never accept, you know what I'm saying? Never accept that. As I said before, the Europeans, whoever defines the language, controls the issue. It's about time that we start controlling the issue. How do you start controlling the issue, Abdullah? What? Restore the ancient meaning of words. Don't bow down to European birthright stealing meanings. This is how you control the issue. I don't care how, quote, unquote, intelligent you are. I don't care how eloquently you speak. As long as you speak connotatively, you will never beat the Europeans in any argument. Never. Never. Why? Because they created connotative birthright distorted means to steal your birthright. So as long as you're speaking you, in that connotative language, they will always can you win. you explain to people what you mean by that? Yes. With example, please. No problem. Jesus died for my sins. Jesus does die for my, our sins. The word sin is the Sumerian name for the moon. So when the sun sets, look out the sky tonight, look outside now, what do you see? Sin. So if we speak unexpectedly and that Jesus died for sins, you know, we think it's sin is something is a misdeed when sin is actually is actually the moon. So any any sacred act, any feral act relates to relates to sin. A mur- a mother nurturing her child is a sin because that relates to as you know the moon relating to fertility and fecundity. It's a sin. You know, a pouring libation would be a sinful act. Related to fertility, not hitting somebody, not stealing somebody's car, not you know, killing somebody. Those aren't simple acts. So what the Europeans have done was giving, they, they applied a 180-degree connotative meaning. They took the word sin out of, its, out of its culture context, 
relating to the moon, relating to the moon, and apply a distorted meaning to you to it to actually what? Rob the word of its power. That's what they do. They rob the words of their power. And this is also this is tying back to the wars again. And this is this is the motive to keep us where we are today. How to reverse the polarity, Abdullah? Duali said, in order to change the people, you must change their literature. That's how you reverse polarity. And this is what I'm projecting to do with the Christian light, is to bring, take this Moorish movement to another level. We must connect with the majority of our people. The majority of our people are in those buildings that people call the church. That's the majority of our big people are in those buildings. Let's go get our people that's in those buildings. I mean, go to them. I will have the shirt. I mean, that's, that's look apart. Wear your shirt. Christian light, wear, wear your Jesus saved shirts. Wear your caps on. Look apart and claim those words. We are Christians. We ain't Christian property unless our people own our own people. So since our people don't own our own people, Unless, I don't know of I don't know any nationalized or conscious Moors or 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 Moors who are classified as Negro color black owning our people. I mean, I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about today, right now, today. Because the Christians don't apply to Europeans. George Bush is not a Christian. Al Kluber is not a, a Christian. Thomas Jefferson was not a Christian. And I know they use those words. To apply because they what? They're stealing your birthright. They're stealing your birthright. So they create this, like I said, this false paradigm, the Muslims and the Christians, you're fighting each other. You read that red pill? So you've done the same, you've done research. You've seen, you seen that same paradigm? You've seen that same paradigm, the Christians and Muslims fighting each other. Yes, that's a false paradigm. So this is how I study. I look at the language. I look at the paradigms that are constructing and what's the motive. What are they, why do they, why they construct this paradigm? What are they really doing here? I don't read past that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Any questions? Oh, no. Please continue. All right. Good. So, give you another example. Arians. I gave the word Aryan before. Now, I said before the word Aryan means noble. It's a Sanskrit word. In fact, it's a national title in, Sanskrit, in Hindustan. So, as I said, we think that the word Aryan refers to European skinhead hate group that don't like uh, Asiatics, what they call black people. And so that's another way. You have... The word none. The word none in Hebrew, noon, means fish. And then we're tying to fertility again. So that's a title we let that last belongs to us. Mary. Queen Mother Mary. Or the Virgin Mary. The word Mary means water. Maryam. It means water. Tying to, tying to fertility. Or, the, or, or related to the dog star Sirius, and also the planet Venus. Because, as you know, the helical rising of Venus 
meaning near the sun and Venus, rise at the same time or zero degrees of separation or conjunction, it brings about the angle flooding of the Nile River. You have Venus, the helical rising of Venus, which occurs around April or May in the Mesoamerica area, brings about the rainy season. So that ties to the crops. So you have the word, the word Mary relating to means water, tied to fertility. So to, so tied to the agricultural phenomenon. So Mary applies our people, our women are Mary, or Virgin Mary, or the Queen Mother, or the Queen of Heaven. The Europeans stole your titles and now apply it to them. They distorted the images. Starbucks, you see the Starbucks image. They, they use the image that they use for Starbucks. Well, they distorted that. That's serious or Venus. But they distorted the image. To what? To, to what? Connect to the power. Then that's all. The Europeans don't make things up. They steal. They plagiarize. And they distort the images. I mean, they maintain the power, well, even, with the, even with the artwork. They'll, they'll, take, they'll, go, they'll take the hieroglyphs or the Sumerian, the Sumerian clay tablets, the thou, or which there are thousands of, and they'll, 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 they'll study them, and they'll, they'll create European artwork to maintain the power. They didn't, create, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't come out of their, their imagination for that. They stole the concept. So the concept is being maintained through European, European images. So what do you do? Is take the European images and explain what they really, where they got it from, and, it, and, it, and it's true meaning. That's how you do it. You don't reject the European images. Show scholarly where they got it from. That's how you do it. But a lot of, you know, we will, we will reject things because these images are Europeans. And so if we're going to connect with our people, we must rec- reclaim our titles. We must reclaim the title Pope. Reclaim the title Nun. Reclaim our title Christian. Reclaim our cross. Reclaim our Bible. You know, so we have to, re- we, but you do that with knowledge. And then we'll be able to connect with our family members. So we'll, all of us will, will, will get nationalized and renowned alienated from our families. You know, our family only, we, we, like, we can't even talk, we, we, we want to talk nationality to, us, to them. My, my position, position is, my, my point is, use, connect with them with what? Reclaiming your title. Then you can talk nationality. Because the Christian light is going to have nationality articles in there. It's going to have civic, other civic articles, uh, foreclosure and stuff like that, right to travel, all right? But I'm going, to, I'm going to use the feature articles, you know, to grab their attention. I'm going to use the, the header, which is the, the logo for the Christian light. It's the European on the cross. Now, Abdullah, why would you use the European on the cross, you know, as your logo? Why? Because millions of our people, millions. We're, not, we're just talking about what, what it's called in the United States. We're not talking about the world. I'm not, we're, talking, we're talking about more classified as nickel color black. 
and the more and the this part of the portion of the Moroccan Empire that, that they call the United States. Millions of our people identify with that. Millions. And my target is the millions who are in that building called the church. That's my target. That's my number one target. Let's get the let's, let's go after the larger numbers. Yeah, salute for that. Yeah, we we're focusing. We fo- we we've been focusing on the small on the smaller numbers. Let's focus on the larger numbers. Can I ask you a question, good and brother? And let's have a strategy, a marketing strategy, in which to do that. Hey. No, don't focus on don't focus on the so-called Afro-Pacific That's fewer numbers. Focus on the millions and go to what they call the church. Is that not what uh, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali was attempting and what he was, uh, you know, the, the, uh, um, deputizing the Moors to do? He sure did. He sure did. He said, take this to the four corners of the, of the earth. Mm. We haven't done it. Wow. We haven't done it. We haven't done it, brother. We, we, stay, in, we stay in our little groups. You know, we get comfortable and stay with our little groups, man. And we and, and, I, and I trust to inspire nationalizing and boards and others to to change that, to change, to get out, of the, to come out of their comfort zone and go to the community at large. Let's Indeed. deal with the. Let's deal with the. Let's, if we if we're in New York, let's deal with the. Let's deal with the tens of thousands in that area. You know, let's get out of our comfort zone of. You know, just two or three little, four little groups. All right, let's change that. You know, but we don't have much time. You know, so we we have to we have to step this thing up. And I'm going to be blowing my horn, and I'm going to be leading by example. I'm going to lead by example. I have inspired do, others do, to put out newspapers. I'm leading by example. Do you think? Do you think the issue is the majority of Moors don't know how to? They don't have the particular strategy. Yes. Yeah. about how to, uh, you know, unify and bring this information because, you know, the first thing they're going to say is, you know, did the prophet teach this in the temple? Yes, I think they don't, they, they, they don't know how. They don't know how. You have, you have um, more science temples who, who have been in that particular community for 10 to 20 years. And members of the block, people on that block don't even know about this, uh, what the temple's about. Not the street, yeah. the block. The block. I'm not even exaggerating, man. I'm not exaggerating. That's pathetic. Ah, that's I, what, I, that's I know pathetic. it to be a fact. You know, they're in Brevoy. Yeah. People don't know what, what they're doing in Brevoy, who they are, what their business is. You know what I mean? They're right up under them. Um, it's the same thing in Los Angeles. You know, it's hella weird out here. Cause you have you have these moors that are banging on one another, and um, and it's just weird. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, but yes. it's another way to put it. So you know, it turns a lot of people off because there's no clear agenda, and Nobody is addressing the quote-unquote churches 
you know, or the Hebrews, or no one is building that bridge. No one's going back to that book. You know, yes. and nobody's unifying. Yes. You know, nobody's unifying the story on principle alone, and nobody's demonstrating to become a shining example in the community where people are just like, I want to know what you went to. Period. Just based on your generation, mm. nobody's walking in the light. I ain't got to pass no pamphlets out or nothing. Just show up. Your light should speak to you. Your walk should speak to you. People should be attracted to that. You know? You should communicate through those means and those. But it's, it's, it's just a form of indoctrination and, and stiff, you know, dead letter religion. You know? People are, are totally, like, hypnotized by the Circle 7 without delving in and seeing the magic that's inherent in that and utilizing that transform their, their direct surroundings. Nobody's talking about business. Nobody's talking about health. You know? And these right. are the things right. that, that, that will galvanate the masses. These are the things that will open people's eyes up. I don't know what the hell he's doing. So, if you're right. proposing something along those lines, because I go to the churches out here, you know what I'm saying? I show up, I demonstrate, I let people oh, ask questions, right on, I don't get into the business of telling people who I am or what I do, you know what I'm saying? I show up and, and, and I make my presence known and then they inquire and then I have an open role for discussion. And it works every time. Right on, right on. You're developing, you're developing rapport. And that's, the whole, that's, the, that's the whole point is that we have to develop a rapport, you know, within the community. You know, yeah, you can't, you know it's, 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 it's not a question of, you know, I'm better than you or you deal with this and I don't know. This is my people. You know, I need to be with my people at it's talking to my people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They ain't going to put me under a spell. I have nothing to fear. You know, and plus, based on my research of, of the law of 44, I have a, a different interpretation of the book. I got a different interpretation of Christ. I got a different interpretation of the apostles. I got a different interpretation of the mission, period. So I'm able to walk in that way, totally comfortable in my own skin, and I want to spread that gospel, you know? Right on. Right on. And, um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't meet many more that understand that method or are willing to walk in that light. You know, I think that we need we need a lot more of the newspapers out here. You know, shout out to Sadia. Everywhere he's at, he's on deck, you know, handing out. Yeah, he, he, he sure is. <laughs> and, and, and it connects. It connects. You know, people, they, pick them, they take them from them and they, I see they get right into reading them. You know, if they have questions, they ask those questions afterwards. You know what I'm saying? And, and the brother's able, you know, the bill, he's able to explain himself. Yes, he is. Like no, you was the one that uh, it was. That's like that's like a pebble in the ocean. Right. I would definitely want to give a shout out to Brother Sabir Bay. You know, definitely. Uh, you know, out there in the uh, Los Angeles area, because uh, he he Sabir was the one that, that suggested to me to write the uh, this third issue, the feature article for this upcoming issue. Uh, on the uh, on the Illuminati, uh, it's going to be a feature article for the Masonic uh, for the third issue of the Masonic Gate, which will be out uh, looking about three weeks. 
Uh, it's titled The uh, Illuminati and Illumination of the Mind, the number 33, and it's connection to sound, frequency, and vibration. So that was his suggestion. He, he, um, he, he projected that that will reach the younger audience. You know that the younger, the teenagers, yes. the younger yes. adults, and I and I agree yes. with him. So I'm doing a, um, putting, they, I'm putting yes. my all into it, putting my all into that. You know, so when um, they see the symbols and what have you, yes, yes, yes that's yes. the first thing that they say. You know, because of their indoctrination by way of the latest mm-hmm. um, campaign, you know, propaganda campaign, they see a pyramid. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, the Illuminati. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 they're, and they're correct. They're, they're correct, but they think it's European organization. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they don't. Absolutely. They don't see themselves as Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati is plural, yes. Latin. It means enlightened ones. It's plural. Illuminatus is singular. So if I say, you know, blue pale, you are Illuminatus. That's singular. You know, if I'm Illuminati, that would be you know the collective, the collective ones who enlighten. So you know, so you use the singular for for uh, if you just deal with one natural, a natural person, Illuminatus. So, right. so I am, I am an Illuminatus. I am an Illuminatus, illuminated one. You are, you are an Illuminatus. Yeah. Red pill, you are an Illuminatus. You know, so we, you know, so it's not an, it's not a European organization that started in 1776 called the Barbarian Illuminati, and once again, that's a title that the European that applied to us that the Europeans have taken, and so 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 I so, so this is what I'm projecting to do in this article is to place the word Illuminati in its proper cultural and philosophical perspective. So where we can actually accentuate the power that's connected to it, you know. So we're understanding that it relates to the higher conscious of the mind, how to stimulate the higher conscious of the mind, the higher brain functioning, you know, to move from 10% to 20%. In fact, there's a movie called Lucy, that the out, I think, uh, uh, this uh, soon. And uh, Morgan Freeman's in the movie, and uh, he says that Lucy, you know, is the only one that's been able to uh, tap into access 20% of our brain. That most people, you know, only use 10%, but Lucy was able to access. No, 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 no. They say that, but it's more accurate. More people use 3% of their brain. Oh, well, then. then. (laughs) Yes. Well, anyway. The movie is called Lucy, and Lucy means light. Yes. In fact, the word Illuminati, the root word L-U-M and L-U-C and Lucy are cognates, are in the same family. So the L-U-C as in lucidate and mm-hmm. L-U-M as in Illuminati are cognates, and they both mean light. Is it that coincidence that they use Lucy? They named the movie Lucy? Is that a coincidence? Nah. Nah. <laughs> absolutely not. Yes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, so can the brothers briefly speak on, you know, 
because with the introduction of certain documentaries like um, Getting Colors and things of that nature, and a lot mm-hmm. of people coming into this information as of recently, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of interest in, in the Moors, you know, and what the Moors have done, what the Moors are responsible for and what have you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, from identifying 7-Eleven as that particular point where the Moors embarked on the European conquest, can either one of you brothers speak about what the Moors were responsible to bring into Europe at that particular point? Like, you know, what what, what does Europe have to credit with the uh, Moorish influence? Or what does the world, for that matter, have to credit with the Moorish influence? What did the Moors bring to Europe in terms of, we talking about light, we talking about illumination. What light did they bring to these dark ages? Right. Now, before I I want to I want to put it in a, a proper perspective. The way the Europeans write about the Renaissance, and uh, there's there's in particular all authors who will write about the Moors, even some um, what they call Afrocentric scholars, who write about Moors' presence in Europe and the Moors bringing Europe out of the Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. Let's go, let's, let's put this in proper perspective. See, the way, the way it's constructed is that the Moors went to Europe and enlightened them in understanding that we were already in Europe and that we yeah. are the dukes and the earls and the counts and the duchesses. That has to be understood. That's very key, you know, and so that we can put this renaissance in its proper perspective. Because we don't we want we don't want to give a misperception that, you know, we were we went to Europe, that Europe belongs to Europeans, you know, and that Europe Europe that Europeans our aboriginal and business to Europe and that we went to Europe and we, you know, enlightened them. That's a false concept. And that's what you get when you get the right. And, and I, I read Sertima's book. He's edited, he's editor of this book called African Presence in Early Europe. It's that book, African Presence in Early Europe by Adamant Sertima. It's a, it's a compilation of various essays, and I remember sort of edited the um the book. Then uh, you also have a book called Ancient and Modern Britain, B R I T O N, Ancient and Modern Britain by uh, by David McRitchie, M A C, Scottish M A C, M M A C, R I T C H I E, David McRitchie. Volumes one and two. Yeah. Oh, Dave Rogers' book. Yeah, Dave Rogers' book, Nature Knows No Color Line. Color Line, right. Yeah, they, or, chapter yeah, six. 100 Amazing Facts About the uh, About they, the Negro. Yes. About the Negro, yep, yes, absolutely. So we are the aristocrats. Alexander, yeah, 
speaks about Alexander Dumas. Yes. Okay. The author, the Cavaliers. We're talking about, you know, again, you know, the, the, the earth stood still. The earth only stands still when LeBron makes these decisions, okay? The last time the earth stood still is when he made his decision about Miami. You know, this is important, okay, because no one's doing knowledge. So he goes to Miami. Now he's going back to Cleveland to play for the Cavaliers. Well, who are the Cavaliers? What is a Cavalier? You feel me? And we know the etymology of the word Cavalier means horse. We know this is the year of the horse. You know, he just lost to a team called the Spurs. What is the Spurs without a horse? You feel me? But more importantly, the Cavaliers afford us an opportunity now in a public spectrum, in a public forum, to speak about more science or more history. We can speak about Alexander Dumas, the Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. We can talk about, yeah, and J.A. Rogers' book you know, where he speaks about the Cavaliers and all of the amazing moors that were present at that particular time, you know, where chivalry comes from, you know, all of these terms that are with European quote-unquote concepts. The minute we say these terms, you know, people have, they they, they, they immediately in their minds, a European of of pale skin pops up and it can't get that away. I wasn't able to until I got the information. Because I didn't have no reference. Exactly. And I was telling you, I didn't like that. You know, exactly. same way, yes. Yeah. Same way when you say American. It's, it's almost you have to apply the same way that American has been juxtaposed with the image of a European mm-hmm. or, or Asian, for that matter. When you yep. say American nowadays, they have, you know, hosts. It's like the parasite and the host. Now they have created an illusion that an American it's phenotypically uh, Caucasian, where, however, all of the Americas, which is a continent, are populated, uh, I would say, 89% by people of a melanated hue, okay? So we're speaking about North America, South America, Central America, and the uh, adjoining islands prior to 1492 and even post-1492 up until like the 1800s. Yes. So we yes. Just, like like the brother was saying, they take these words and they um they cast spells. You know what I'm saying? They change perception. They reconstruct it and put you in a state of disillusion. Now, when you live in a state of disillusion, you can't expect to live, you know, in a world that is uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be a, a world of disillusion. You know, it's going to be the matrix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to clarify that point, you know, you know, uh, and talking about the uh, Renaissance because I, um, I never hear people come from that perspective, you know, uh, about the Renaissance or just me to go into that, you know, the Moors, you know, civilized Europe, you know, and I'm like, well, hold on, we were, we are. The Aboriginal the people of that area. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you, I'm So now, yeah. now let's go into let's, now, let's any, go with um, yeah. What we did was we before we go there. Yeah, it was it was before we go there, going back again. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Hold on one second, brother. You made a, a great point, and people exclude 
the history, when they speak about 7-Eleven being the quote-unquote entry point, some people would have us believe that that was the first time that the Moors encountered Europeans. And, of course, you said, I mean, or... Yes. Okay. Whatever term you want to use, because we can't call them the Christian powers, we can't call them Caucasians or what have you. You know what I'm talking about, family. All right? But then they leave out the Punic Wars. And they, they're, they're very dismissive of that, of Hannibal's conquest. You know what I'm saying? Do you have any That's reference right. information that you might want to speak on as it pertains to that? Uh, I'm talking about the, um, the Punic Wars. Uh, this, yes. But you have the, uh, there's two, actually two of them. Three. Uh, that, there's three, three. Punic Wars. It was going back to uh, for the first one. Three, three, um, three, three twenty something, uh, B, uh, BC, mm-hmm. and there was also one was one hundred something BC.
please make sure that you go to those museums with camera and video recorder in hand. Give them a dollar because they're asking for $22 and $12 at the other museum. You give them a quarter, and you tell them that your people is in here. Like, they should be paying you, all right? Because they have mm-hmm. suggestions. Mm-hmm. They, you never pay to go inside to see your own history well, by people who are storehouses okay. and pillaged. That's right. And if you see, oh, man, if you, I'm talking about from both museums, you'll see everything that represents us in, in, in hell behind glass windows and, and basically, you know, in cages. Like, they're showing you yep. all of your Moorish, Aboriginal, Indigenous, glorious history. Like, I never knew about the Moros out of the Philippines. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. showed us the, yeah, I mean, elaborate um, weaponry, elaborate, elaborate uh, uniforms, and, and all kind of stuff. I saw the Native Americans, the way that they were dressed, the artistic, um, you know, the, the the way that they paid attention to detail, the artistic flair. You know what I mean? Just everything about them speaks to everything that you know that, that possesses us these days. These are your people. Like you don't even need to look twice. You'll people they're showing the the Indians or the Aboriginals or the indigenous tattoos all all over their bodies, you know, reminiscent of what we see today. But the Punic Wars, yes. Uh I mean it, those are three epic movies, family. That's your Star Wars damn there. If you chose yes. to yes. if you chose to dive into it, you know, and create an animation series. I mean I I could give you a million ways to take this thing and make it, you know, part of our culture because it's a missing piece. Because the result of the Punic Wars yeah. is the rise of Rome, and, and and this is you know that is all ties to what, where the Europeans are today. It's terrible to study, yeah, in West Point. So, you know, saying every military so conflict had conflict. Feel me? Indeed. So America, which is a military superpower, bar none. You know, they're saying the greatest superpower in the world. When you go to West Point and you're studying Hannibal, you're studying the conflict of the Moors, all right, let's not even talk about the fact that the very first war that this country was engaged in, you know, was was, was in Tripoli. You know what I'm saying? Was, was we're going to touch on that real quick. I, yeah, we're going to touch on that, and then hopefully we're going to get into the conflict that's going on this minute right now with ISIS. All right, I want to read, I want, but let's go, let's get into DeLorean and go back. Let's go back in time real quick, okay? Now, if anybody has ever discovered the time machine, this is your point of inception right here, family. If you're going to go back and affect the kind of change on some X-Men type of stuff, 246 to 241 B.C., the first Punic Wars, I'm going to break it down as to what was going on. The first Punic War was fought partly on land, in Sicily and Africa, okay? All everybody that wanna be Tony Montana, you understand in the Colleon, this is your inception of what you know now as the uh uh mafia, okay, or the Sicilians, the blood that runs in the veins of the Sicilians. That you can't have to be one of them to be a part of the family, the quote unquote black hand. The first Punic War was fought partly on land in Sicily and Africa but was largely a naval war. This is 241 B.C. They were fighting naval wars. It began as a local conflict in Sicily between 
listen to this, Hiero II of Syracuse, okay, and the Mamertines of Messina. The Mamertines enlisted the Messina so the outraged Carthaginians then lent aid to Syracuse. With the two powers now embroiled in the conflict, tensions quickly escalated into a full-scale war between Carthage and Rome for the control of Sicily. <laughs> that would be such a beautiful movie. After a harsh defeat at the Battle of Agrigentum in 262 BC, the Carthaginian leadership resolved to avoid further direct land-based engagement with the powerful Roman legions and concentrate on the sea where they believed Carthage's large navy had the advantage. Initially, the Carthaginian navy prevailed. In 260 BC, they defeated the fledging Roman navy at the Battle of Lippery Islands. Rome responded by drastically expanding its navy in a very short time. Within two months, the Romans had a fleet of over 100 warships because they knew they could not defeat the Carthaginians in the traditional tactics of ramming and sinking enemy ships. Just let that marinate. Just let that marinate. Okay? This is a script. Feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't like it. This is a script. In the era of the butler, in the era of, you know, the Negro book is coming on BT, in the era of every, in the era of, you know, they're going to do a Roots remix probably coming up soon with Beyonce doing something. You know, she may be in the house. But, you know, they, 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 they're giving you slave narratives. And here it is. You have a hero story, a hero's journey. You could put, you know, you could insert anything into this story. This is an epic. The babies need to know about this. You know, they right. need to identify with Hannibal Barker and summon his spirit and make him a martyr that he is. We need to see him on coins or something. Yes. For real. This is paying homage to your ancestors and, you know, summoning their spirit, his spirit. Three Punic Wars. The Barkers were, were at the forefront of that. You, you understand what I'm saying, family? These are your messiahs. These are your warrior scholars, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, in 241 B.C., because they went back and forth with the battles on, on, on the sea, it was a roller coaster, back and forth. You know, um, you know, uh, Carthage was uh, they were they were they were taking some hits, but Rome was taking hits as well. They got defeated at the Battle of Tunis in Africa, and two naval engagements. Uh, but the first Punic Wars was nearly unbroken stream of Roman victories. So in 241, Carthage signed a peace treaty under the terms which they evacuated Sicily and paid, Ro- and paid Rome a large war um, tribute. The long war was costly to both powers, but Carthage was more seriously destabilized. In 238 B.C., Carthage was plunged into the Mercenary War, during which Rome seized Sardinia and Corsica. The show tonight is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Yeah. We are. Um, we have adopted the iconography of the uh, Moor's head for Corsica, the, the coat of arms 
and the national flag of Corsica is the symbol that you see the brother Tariq Nasheed emblazoned upon the Hidden Colors DVDs. That's the mo- that's the iconography that he used, and we've adopted that as well. Okay, that 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 story in itself is significant. All right, so as a result, Rome was now the most powerful state in the Western Mediterranean. Its large naval able to prevent seaborne invasion of Italy, control important sea trade routes, and invade foreign shores. You know, this is the rise of Rome. Okay. Right. Rise of Rome. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about these battles that have shaped world history, period. You know what I'm saying? Continuously. And then, of course, we advance up into 7-Eleven, all the way up into the expulsion. And we're talking about the Inquisition. Now, here we are today, all right? They are very openly saying that the Crusades are continuing, right? George Bush put it on record, but if you look around and you see the places that are in conflict around the world, all right, I ain't going to tell you how they line in the Negro up in America. That's a whole other story. But this will be the culmination of these Crusades. Can you speak about the uh, things that we are seeing on a global level that speak to this uh this, this, you know, reignition or this reigniting of this particular um, this inquisition. Either one of you. Yeah, hello? Peace. Uh-huh. Did you hear my question? Say it again. Did you hear my question? Oh, no, brother. I'm sorry. My phone went dead for a minute. Brother Abdullah, you there? Brother Abdullah's line drop, is he with us? You there? I got... You there? Yeah, I hear you. Hello? Yeah, I didn't I didn't, I didn't. didn't hear anything. I, I was... Okay. All right. Brothers had a little phone difficulty. I said that these wars, these wars, these conflicts and these wars that we're talking about, all the way from the Tunic, all the way up into 7-Eleven, have shaped world history, period. Yes, yes indeed. Seven Eleven, the fourteen ninety two, with the expulsion and the Inquisition and the Crusades. We can fast forward all the way up into this time. We can look and see some very clear, defined examples that show us, as they set out their mouths, that the Crusade has commenced. All right. So we look and we see that the Inquisition is still taking place in many parts of this particular world, in particular this particular country. Like I said, I'm not even going to delve into the game that they're playing with the Negro in America. All right? Now, 
do you want to take it from there and point out some things that you might notice about what's going on in regards to this particular level of inquisition, this, this, this crusade? You know, where the more is at on the, the, uh, the global stage in regards to the continuation of these wars and these conflicts? Did they ever end? What became of them? Where are we at with it? Well, what they what they're doing now is on is on a financial uh, level uh, with these foreclosures. Uh, you're looking at the um, the use of that the Federal Reserve note, uh, what the people call the uh, falsely called the dollar, and how they actually yes. manipulate, control nations, you know, through that. You know, so you're looking at uh, even you're looking going back to 1929, uh, uh, the stock market crash, you know, and those things like that, and, and actually creating destabilization in various communities, and economic destabilization. Mm-hmm. And so that's so that's a that's a continuation. So that this is just it's taking on you know different different faiths. But it goes or those are the same. It's actually part of the crusades, as you have said. And so, so that's actually the um, controlling because the cold key is to controlling the resources, controlling the resources of, of the of the Aboriginal indigenous people throughout the world, uh, and, they, and they and they do that through that Federal Reserve note, what people call the the the, the, um, the one do, the one dollar or the, or the dollar. So that's that's so that's that's a that's a major factor that that I that I see being played out. Red pill. Indeed. Is there anything else yes, that you uh, can identify with that speak of some of the tactics that were used during those times? You know that we might not notice today because you know we think that this is modern warfare or modern propaganda. You know what I'm saying? We already know about the branding. Um, you know, we look at the prison industrial complex. You know what I'm prison, saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. That's a that's a perfect uh, example of where they are. This is the Inquisitions and the Crusades. You know that is still occurring. You know. Um, but the war now, at this level, is to you know keep Hiram Abiff asleep. Is to stop the Moors from waking up because you know the, the the powers that be have you know they've come to the agreement that they successfully put those Moors to sleep. So it's a different kind of war than the ones that they were fighting before against people that were awake. Right, yeah, they were aware of who the enemy was, and yeah. they were aware of what the struggle was. Now the war is somewhat more strategic because they are, you know, still operating, but their their operation is to keep the war subtle and to keep those who are, you know, the you know the uh, the 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 ones who they've conquered, they, you know, it's basically to keep them asleep and to keep them misguided and distracted. So yeah. 
by burying the history and by, you know, the reconstruction and the revisionist and what they've done with the um, etymology, the connotative terms and whatnot, by casting spells through the language and through the, uh, and through the, um, through the word, all they're basically doing is, you know, moving on um, to, to just the confusion. They're, they're empowered by confusion now, you know. But lo and behold, we're on the phone tonight. You know, on the heels of that, I can identify, you know, maybe even 100 different versions of the Renaissance to give proof to there's a, the Amoris Renaissance has been taking place over a 100-year span ever since Noble Drew Ali, you know, uh, made his, 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 his self known to the populace, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it's been escalating up until this point. So, you know, remember the war against the black messiah? It was helmed by J. Edgar Hoover. You know, that was an actual, that's an actual operation. But in my humble opinion, it's a Masonic one. And it's, it's just to keep those uh, that lineage and that bloodline suppressed. They did everything to get rid of that bloodline and that lineage. They, you know, created harems for our women and, um, you know, tried to uh, create eugenics programs. Now they're pushing a homosexual agenda to, you know, um, stop people from procreating and expanding. And, you know, it's, it's basically just restricting the Messiah because the Messiah is not one person. The Messiah is a people, you know. Yes. We already did our war, family. We fought the war. We've been fighting ever since. You know, fighting is nothing. It's nothing wrong with that. You have to. You know what I mean? This is a. This is a reality of conflict, and it's in and of itself. Prophet always said, and also many of the higher learning uh, schools of thought and knowledge speak about conquering your lower self with your higher self. You know, this is a war of the haves versus the have-nots. You know, what I'm saying they being the have-nots coming out of an existence, not just a neighborhood or a country or a continent, out of an existence of lack and having not. Coming amongst the people who, if you go into our um, iconography, if you go into our culture, if you go into our legends, if you read the books, it speaks about us being living in abundance, correct? And it, and it's, it didn't talk about us starving. It didn't talk about us eating each other. It didn't talk about us having lack. It didn't talk about us pillaging and raping and thing, doing things of that nature because we were trying to get something that we didn't have. That's their history. Yes. Facts. Hashtag. They're on the phone right now, and, and they're like, yo, facts, because they know, you know, <clears throat> when it came amongst our people, <clears throat> when we – when we when we shined our light, when we became the Illuminati to them, when we were the illuminated ones in their presence, you cannot turn your lights out. So I don't want to hear, I discredit anybody that tries to blame the Moors for teaching Europeans or Caucasians how to get up on two feet, you know what I'm saying, how to get off of their all fours or how to civilize themselves because we are originally the civilizers. We shine our light wherever. You can't dim your lights. Can you dim your lights right now? Can you turn off? <laughs> you go zero no. to a hundred, right? When you when you turn on, you turn on. Especially as a, when a group of us are look at what LeBron is doing. Talk to me, huh? You only get brighter. Exactly. So if you're a legend in Miami for what you do, when you go to Cleveland, you're still a legend. When you go around the globe, 
your name and your legendary status and your, your look, your status, your legendary status precedes you. So yeah. as a people, it didn't matter about you can't run from who you are. You can't turn off. We as morals and what we do and what we did and who we are, it preceded us. They already knew we was coming before we got there. The light already was shining. Are able to affect people just by being who we are. Just the algorithms, it changes everything. So that's what we were doing. We were amongst the people who we raised up. We shined our light. You know what I'm saying? They still admire you from a distance. Your lights are still on, family. Like, they didn't cut their lights out. Connet is not responsible for this. You're, they just, they, they are the ones who are admiring your light from a distance, and they know how to basically profit, stay in power, and keep the illusion going because they figured these are scientists. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So this war is now more strategic. It's scientifical. It's genetic. Biological. These are scientists that you're dealing with, and remember, they have took over. They 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 sat in our schools. They sat at our feet, but they have been immersed in the studying of us for over 500 to 600 years. You, you understand what I'm saying? They make breakthroughs. We, yes. Yes. as a result, are not studying them to the degree that they have studied us. Now we are. We're doing the knowledge now. I mean, come on. Just the work that has been done in the community for the last 100 years, 1914, do the math, to 2014, just the work that has been done to break the spell, wake the people up, change the perception, pull Hiram Abyss out of that shallow grave. It's a monumental work of art. You you can't measure what is being done over the past few weeks or on YouTube or all of this malarkey. You know what I'm saying, family? Or when you woke up, people keep, they, 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 they put points of reference to the community or the movement. But when they woke up, you woke up, <laughs> they on your YouTube. I can see your activity. I knew the date you watched the conscious video. You know, that was recent, family. <laughs> so this thing is not going to change because you want it to. It's going to change when you put in the work. So war, yeah. yeah. This is a this is a collective effort. That's how the Moors fell in the first place. Not enough of them were hands on. Okay, when the going got rough, a lot of them folded. You know, and we've seen that in modern day times too. A lot of them fold. So rise up, sleepy Moors. Y'all heard that one before. I, I, I didn't say it. So. You know, uh, good brothers, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna do my little sign off, man. Um, you know, because I have to get up very, very early in the morning. You know, um, yeah. So yeah, I did mention that I would have to cut out early. Uh, yes, yes, indeed, brother. I like, can appreciate I get, you. I want to. I want to get my um, give you my website to go to. Uh, it's a uh, more civil letter. I want to uh, more civil letter dot net. That's M O O R I S H C I V I L E T T E R dot net. And uh, they can reach me there. They can join my website there, and also um, they can reach me at two one five three zero zero five four seven one or my or my email etymology vocabulary at gmail dot com. Etymology is spelled E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y, vocabulary, 
at gmail.com. I want to thank both of you brothers, Red Pill and Blue Pill, for having me for the third time, and I'd like to come back. You know, so for, uh, definitely like to come back. Uh, I really enjoy being on the show. Now, so, you, know, you have residency in Cape Fear University. There's an empty room <laughs> with the name on the door. You know what I'm saying? The chalkboard is empty, but we ready to see some etymology up there. Yes, and, you know, absolutely. We ready, ready to allow you to get. I'm on your email list. I'll be getting them emails. You have room. Uh, yeah, yes, you do. I, I got. I, you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> You got yes, reams uh, and reams and reams and reams of information to teach, and we have the people out there that need to receive it. So we are building yes. this enterprise. We're building this university. So you can come in and do what you do so naturally. All right? So <clears throat> thank you. It, 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 it will be done very shortly. We'll be reaching out to you, and hopefully, you know, when we bring you back, it could be for that. The commencement, yes. you know what I'm saying? If not, we, do edamol- we can do etymology lesson, no, no doubt. Yes. Yes. And yes. So we are we are the Illuminati, and uh, so I, y'all, y'all, I'm going I'm to I'm sign off, and thank you again. Indeed, brother. Thank you. Indeed. Peace. Indeed. Woo! Yeah, him obligatory. We got some hands up. Hard body. Go in. All right. Tackle some of these calls. Let's go straight to the um, 410-410-595-410-595. Call up. Hey. Peace, Lord. Peace, uh, Red and Blue, and to the brother Abdullah. Peace, Lord. This is uh, Raku. It's been a while since I heard Brother Abdullah, man. You know? Indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's the one, you yeah. know, um, that I was telling you about last year. You know, he was, um, he rocked it, you know, on um, with the Sirius and uh, other holiday stellar alignments and things of this nature. You know, and it's good to hear from Indeed. him again. Take, still carrying it a little bit further on uh, with this article. I can't wait to read it. You know, because I love the way the brother elaborates on it, man. You know, he's eloquent and, oh, yeah. and yeah. concise. You know, and a much better speaker than me. So I, I, you know, I get to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I enjoy it. You man, know, it's brother, like uh, and, 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 and talking about them Punic Wars. That I've been waiting for a movie like that, man. You know, we need to get together and and write the script on that because they ain't ever going to do it and represent us properly, man. Well, from what I I understand, they have, yeah, they got Vin Diesel coming out as Hannibal. I don't know what the release is on that, but he is filming. Uh, I saw some pictures that were posted online. You know, apparently they are shooting that. So, you know, they had to give us, Lightened up version of Hannibal Barker, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what they come in with, and if not, I mean, it's still, it's still a story that we could exhaust on our own and do it. You know, yeah, like I want to see you. Man, yeah. look at that movie Everyone would be like line. crazy, dog. You yeah. know how long and how big that is, man. Ricardo, yeah, Ricardo. yeah, man. I mean, 
Yeah. yeah. With all of these apps that's coming out, man, it's we on the verge right of, of, of a movie app. Oh, we yeah, on the verge. Yeah, yeah we on the verge. Yeah, I'm just saying we gonna we on the verge. They got where, that in the in the studio in, in in the studio at home. So uh, you know oh, that yeah. uh, uh uh they can do the same thing with movies. Indeed. You feel me? Yeah, we had it that way. So it's at this point, it's just about just putting the the scripts together, man. It's about putting the um, you know, it's really just about putting it together because it's coming. Indeed. Like everything that we want to do visually. We're going to be able to do that in the very, very near future. So let's never underestimate the power of our minds. You know what I'm saying? Because our story has to be told. And the ancestors are going to see to that. You know how ill the ancestors are? You know what kind of breakthrough? Hidden Colors 3 opening up in theaters on a Thursday nationwide was? Like somebody is working behind the scenes. That That's monumental in the context of we know what's against us. Facts. Like, we know what's been piled against us, so to see the, the leeway that's being made, that's just a, that's another brick that's being thrown in that glass, at that glass house. It's going to fall down okay. very soon. Yes, yeah. it's going to fall boulder. down. That's a boulder. No, that's a boulder. Yeah, so that is a boulder that got hurt. Hidden Colors 3. That thing is moving in the street. Highly, yeah. highly, highly recommended the two. Check that out. If you sit your family down, your babies especially, allow them to see that. You know, it has me, I'm still, I'm revved. You know what I'm saying? Man, I would love to see it. Totally inspired. I had it. You know, this is, this is some real deep, deep stuff here, man. When I was uh, in sixth, in the sixth grade, I was in upstate New York, man. In, uh, at a school in Susquehanna Valley called Francis P. Donnelly, you know, and it was only two Asiatics going to that school, me mm. and another brother, and they kept us separate. We were both in the same grade, too, okay? Now, <clears throat> I used to get into conflicts on the playground all the time based on, you know, racist conflict, right? And I had a, a teacher named Mr. Jones, right? and this cat, man, was, you know, He's a Caucasian. He's a European. But um, he, he said to me, he said, you know, being the only person of color in this school, you're going to be constantly running the conflict, you know. And what he wanted me to do, he said, what I want you to do is this. And he gave me a book to read, two books, really, okay. The, I didn't really have the mind at the age of 12 to engulf the Punic Wars. I started reading some of it and, you know, got away from it, but I got into the uh the the biography of Toussaint Louvertois. Yeah. And he yeah, and he was like, I want you to give an oral report to your classmates. In other words, here's something to empower your sense of pride and and, and blackness and to brag about to them to make them respect you, right? So that that was my first contact with the with the Punic Wars, and I'm still reading up on that man. But people think that Barker took those elephants up through Spain and over through France and through Switzerland and down into mm-hmm. Italy and just stopped. The they find they find elephant bones in Sicily now. Yes, they do. So you know he came all the way through, and he's the reason why the the Spaniards and 
the 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 uh, southwestern French and the the Italians are uh, my complexion. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a light skinned black black man. Uh, 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 I'll 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 you. So you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they you see some of them Italians, my complexion and darker. That's that that is the remnants of Hannibal Barker. Indeed. Yeah, I ain't mean to rhyme, but uh, um, the brother Abdullah ha- it has a uh, uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of how the um, the stellar uh, uh, theology is, is, is was melded into Christianity, Islam, and, uh, and pretty much every religion, bro. You know, so you know, I don't want to take up any more time. I want to hear the brother elaborate further. You know. Indeed. Well, the brother had to uh, excuse oh, no. himself. Oh, so he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah he checked yeah. out early. Yeah. Okay. For the family, well, you know, if re- you want a, um, you want a double combination in terms of information, hearing some things that you may not have ever heard. You're just tuning in for the first time, or you're tuning in for the first time for a while. Definitely want to go into the archive and check out Rob Cruz's show last Friday. Legend. Dealing with the uh, cosmological meaning black. of a lot of four. You know what I'm saying? If you want a, com- a combination, a combo, some of this powerful information that you heard tonight, alongside with what this brother has to offer, definitely, definitely dig into the archive. Check that out, you know? You know, it was, it was, uh, he illustrated something that was my sentiments exactly. Right. The morning of a super moon, I want you to touch on that after you finish your comment. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, he, he illustrated, you know, how Halloween, you know, and it can't be over, overemphasized, man. You know, when when I when you first become enlightened, you be so dis, you so disenchanted and disgruntled by uh, the church, by the educational system, and by the everything that the culture brings with it, you just mm-hmm. throw it all out the door, you know. But Thanksgiving and Halloween and uh, Christmas and the 4th of July, these are not European-American holidays, man. They've been shrouded, you know. Mm-hmm. They've been covered. They've been screened with, with, with the imagery and the fake history, man. People don't even realize that the founding fathers, a lot of them were mulattoes from the uh, yep. from the islands, Madison and Jefferson right. and them. You know what I'm saying? So they were mm-hmm. black men, really, okay, in, in today's colloquial, you know. And, and, and they, they've been painted white. They've been whitewashed as well, you know. Right. The, whole, the whole mix has been whitewashed. None of it is theirs, not even the language. Okay, <laughs> you know the language is ours. So you know, they, and and the uh, the way we throw away the the concept of Christmas and the Fourth of July. What don't niggas free and on the Fourth of July? The the Fourth of July ain't about independence, man. You know, it's about seizing strength and exercising your power. You know, and and they want you to be blind to the fact. They want you to think that those holidays are there so that you can reject them in that in that light, man. But these are, are religious, spiritual, metaphysical days 
that we have been celebrating from time immemorial. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, okay? Basically, you know, you can get a recap of the show. Just download the joint, man. You know, this one and the show we did last Friday on the 4th of July. You know, um, you wanted me to elaborate on the supermoon. The uh, supermoon occurs in the signs of Cancer and Capricorn. Actually, the moon will be in the sign of Capricorn while the sun is in Cancer at the 20th degree, right? Really 20 degrees and three minutes, okay? So that's two-thirds of the way, two-thirds of the way into the sign of Cancer and Capricorn. And it is is very important uh, in terms of astrological indication because we draw upon the moon's power whenever we want to plant, whenever we want to initiate um, new action, okay? Now, new moons are, are the time, actually, to begin these things, and full moons are when they come to culmination. See, but there, it's never too late to plant, you know, uh, your intention and to begin for the next cycle coming around. We're going to see, because it's in the sign of cancer, uh, domestic issues, traditional issues in the family, and it opposes Pluto, which is, which shows a... a the contrasting image in in public with regards to what goes on in the domestic realm and what goes on in the realm of the employee or the employer. So we're going to see unemployment rates and, um, you know, uh, uh, people getting moved out of their houses. We're going to see new plans initiated with regards to housing issues, period. Okay, and that's what the supermoon's indication in cancer is pointing to, domestic and family issues of opposing the transformational cycle that the, that the corporation, uh, or corporations, plural, has uh, uh, impacted us with. Now, there, you got our a, buddy, right, you got our buddy Capricorn. That's what I'm referencing, right. Okay, right. Now, now, there's a, a grand cross going on. You can, it's not just the moon, y'all. You know, there are other heavenly bodies <laughs> that are aligned in this motion. We got Mars in Libra and uh, Uranus in, in Aries, okay? So there's points to military and government, police and uh, 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 mob-type violence resistance or protest from the people with Uranus and Aries. This whole thing here is like uh, the uh, fallout from the uh, what happened on Wall Street, you know, that demonstration on Wall Street, just like for years, and we're still recovering from what occurred with the, uh, with the Twin Towers being smashed, okay? That type of devastation, that type of ripple is what this, what this moon points to. Mind you, the cycle that we're looking at with this super moon culminates, starts two weeks ago. When with the new moon in 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 um in Cancer, so um you have to understand that you know on a on a subtle level it affects the collective, and on a personal level it's gonna manifest in terms of where those signs fall in your chart. But to keep it general, you know, because I can't address each and every individual that's hearing this or that can benefit from and a, a proper delineation of their birth chart. You know, it, it deals with the signs of cancer, which is the homestead, 
the signs of Capricorn, which is how home is maintained through work or employed or through interaction with the public. You know, how you draw from the resources of the public or go to work every day and, and, and operate under employment. So it applies to those who are self-employed as well as those who are uh, employed by a company or an industry, all right? And then you have the crossfire of, of Libra and Aries, law and law enforcement, okay? So we're going to see all kinds of, uh, for like this, and, and pardon me, these periods, even though a month is only uh, 27 days, 7 hours and 43 minutes, or a, or, or a synodic month, 29.55, that's uh, 29 days, 13 and a half hours. These things create ripples that continue to manifest over the years for like three and four years at a time. So it's like, you know, you drop a pebble into a pond, and that action itself only takes a few seconds to pick the pebble up and to drop it into a pond. But it creates a ripple right. that continues to manifest for hours, man. You know, that ripple, that disturbed water will never settle for real. The vibration will manifest all the way to the edge, to the other side of that body of water. And when it hits the land, then it's vibrating into the soil and then into the grass, and just continues to go forever and ever until its effects are so subtle that it appears that it's not there anymore, right? So you have to see how the super moon, even though it's just a split second that it opposes the sun, you know, a very split second that it, is, that it is truly full, and then it starts to wane. Well, at that point right there, all new plans of action for domestic purposes, for how you got to go out in the street and, and provide for yourself, and how you have to abide in uh, 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 according to the rules and regulations and conditions that are placed upon you are the theme for this entire moon cycle. Can I, can I speak on that real quick? Indeed, because, you know, I, I was pretty much um, through with that part. The way, the way that I see this playing out, hello? Hello, hello? Peace, peace. Oh, okay, good. I think Brother Blue Line may have dropped. So. Man, you know, see, that's why I don't like blog talk, man. Sure. You know? You love them, but you love the op- you love the platform, but you hate the way they operate, man. Yeah, they operate. Yeah, yeah, man, they fail, man. It's, you know, <laughs> you know, this happens to him every week, man. For the last three weeks, now you gonna tell uh-huh. me this is a coincidence? You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, they always stop you when you're going in. Yeah, never yeah. hear. So, you know, we're not just. You never hear us on the phone just saying, "Oh, so uh, how about those licks?" And then your line drops. So he yeah, back in now? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, hey, it's all good. I'm here. You hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. So how you see it playing out, Lord? I want to hear your spit on it. Yeah. Well, first of all, when I wrote that note about Law 44 and how it pertains to the latest amount of events, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that. What you got to understand, family, is that the the, the resuscitation or the um, – the, the repetition, if you see, it's the number 44. Every time you see 44 invoked, it's 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. Understand that. It's the same thing. It's a continuation of a wave spell. When you take 9-11 and you flip it to 2-9, when you add the numbers from 2 to 9, you get 44, all right? It's the number that they're using to engage all of their global conflicts. There's no coincidence that 
everywhere that they're doing war at, people are dying in multitudes of 44. Now, that don't mean that they're sitting there with a, with a, with a, with a gun and they're shooting people up. You know what I'm saying? The 44 bodies are dropping. No, that's saying that there is another power at play here that is something that, you know, our people might not be able to comprehend at this particular point. You're dealing with principalities in higher places, family, okay? You're dealing with a spirit that you're at war with, not people, people that are governed by a spirit, but you're not at war with physical people. You're dealing with physical people that are doing the bidding for a whole other type of situation. And I know that, you know, everybody don't want to go there with me, but that's all my evidence shows because there are no coincidences. And that 44 is evidence of that fingerprint. So all of these NBA rituals that they're doing around these moons, right, they set off with this full moon. Every time that you hear the NBA, everyone is talking about LeBron, this, that, and the other. The NBA logo is number 44, Jerry West. So all the energy that you give to the NBA giving it to that 44. You understand? There is no way out of it. Stop inboxing me talking about what can you do. You can't do nothing. You're complicit. You contribute to this shit. You have everything to do with it. You are the battery of it. All right? So just sit back and enjoy the ride. Now, in terms of this cancer aspect that you're talking about, it's also applying to the home land. All right? The major issue is, is not motherfucking LeBron going to Cleveland. The main issue is what's going on with the borders right now. The fact that they are migrating, um, have a word for them. I don't agree with the terminology that they're using, but the people that they're referencing in the media as immigrants. All right? People that they're referencing in the media as, as the Mexicans. All right? The borders are being penetrated at, at a rate that's unprecedented, and the president is laughing <laughs> the governor of Texas, which shows that he's complicit with whatever the higher agenda is. He got his marching orders. He's, he's marching. Feel me? He's laughing at them. He's like, come on. This is not a plan by a, a rogue African-American militant president to destabilize white supremacy by way of flooding the country with immigrants. No. The bigger That's agenda. one step. That's one you pedal see? in the rose, man. That ain't got nothing to do with it, but it's going down, and it's going down for real. And if not in places that are close to the border, you really couldn't understand. But here in California, it's real. You're talking about millions upon millions of Mexicans that have crossed the border that are now here. They get here. Man, that's the new prison benefit. population, dog. You got to know, man. They're not letting these. Okay, my fault. Go ahead. I understand that. They they get them here, and automatically they got benefits. You feel me? My ID is expired. I can't go nowhere and get benefits. <laughs> they, yo, I, I can't even begin to explain the level of amnesty that's taking place and the displacement that's taking place on every level of society based on that level of influx. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm sure we'll have a, another discussion some other time about that. But Man, when you look at when you look at what they call the, uh, the rule of dispositorship 
in cosmophysics and astrology, man. You, uh, you, you, you look at the alignments that they're in for the exchange of energy and the impact that the energy is going to have. But the actual chronological manifestation of how to plot out how it's executed in reality for, for the eye and the physique to experience goes from ruler to house occupant to the next ruler. And what I mean by that is, for example, right now, okay, you got Saturn in Scorpio, and Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. So Saturn in Scorpio is going to play itself out in Capricorn because Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. This is how that works. Any decision I make is going to affect my household, in other words. Okay? So any, any action or vibratory indications that Saturn is pointing to by his place in Scorpio will play out in Capricorn. It just so happens that Scorpio's ruler is in uh, Capricorn. So you got the ruler of Scorpio in Capricorn's house, and you got the ruler of Capricorn in Scorpio's house. So this uh, Scorpio and Pluto, by the way, y'all, are the Plutocrats, the the super rich, the the Donald Trumps and and and, and Ross Perots and the Duponts and the uh, you know the Rockefellers, okay? And this they're playing tennis right now. They're throwing this ball back and forth. And Scorpio and Pluto deals with power. And Saturn and Capricorn deal with regulation. So the planet of regulation is in the house of power, and the planet of power is in the house of regulation. That is a constant, is a constant thing that's going back and forth as they juggle the regulations, okay, the laws that govern how corporations can operate and what freedoms they have over the people to influence the masses. Now, you, at the same time, looking at the super moon that transfers itself from cancer in that square, in that square, and it's a perfect 90 degrees. They're all 90 degrees, one from the other. Libra is 90 degrees from Capricorn. Capricorn is 90 degrees from Aries, which opposes Libra, which is 90 degrees from cancer. So that forms a perfect square in the sky. And geometric law, mathematical law, law of geometry, shows that that square all right, is p applying friction and contention between the parties that are being indicated with this motion. Now, we cannot sleep on the other planetary positions. Neptune itself is in Pisces. Pisces is the sign that points to secrets, conspiracy, that which is kept behind closed doors, as well as all religious motion and movement, ritual, prayer, belief, and things of this nature. And the, plan and the planetoid Chiron is there, the planet of wounds. So they are secretly drawing a wound and medicating the people with a, a veil of falseness. They're doing it with using the church. They're doing it using the music. But more importantly, Neptune in Pisces points to the prison industry complex. Okay? They're letting all of these immigrants in here because, you know, they still got FEMA camps that they haven't opened up. And everything that these presidents do is, is for generations down the line to pick up on. 
You know, we the, the news and the media has you thinking that, oh, Obama's just letting these people in. They have a 20-year, 25-, 30-year, 40-year plan involved that he's just a puppet with in terms of letting them in and giving them benefits so that more will come because they are repopulating the prison population. That's what that's going to turn into. Because as soon as they give all these benefits, no sooner that they give them that they get people in the rut and comfortable with them, they snatch them away. And then there's one alternative, you know, to feed your family. You're going to do whatever you got to do. And then they can institute more laws. And this has been manifesting itself every 20 years. Just go all the way back to when they first started letting the Mexicans in to work the farms in Southern California and New Mexico and Texas, okay? And when they got done with them, they outlawed marijuana because most of them had marijuana crops and they were using that as a a means by which to entertain and to gain currency, barter, okay? They They made it against the law to do that, and this is why the prison population down there is so dense now. So when you see Obama uh, uh, letting them all in and, you know, laughing, he is a puppet for the industries that are juggling back and forth the true power in this country. And you can't ignore this, this transit of Neptune through Pisces because every action in the water sign, Saturn in Scorpio, Jupiter in Cancer, contributes to that. Jupiter in Cancer getting ready to go in Leo. Now, that's another motion that's getting ready to happen within six days. This is all good for the fire signs, for Leos, Sagittarius, and Aries, and the industries that these signs point to. Leo points to child care, to uh, uh, education for children in elementary school, and for, uh, to entertainment. Also, to, when you talk about minerals, it's talking about gold. Okay, when you look at uh, um, Saturn and Scorpio, you're talking about heavy machinery, but also the way that they're transforming uh, 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 the workload with with machines and computers, how they're computerizing and technologizing the workplace. And, and this is taking its toll and will have an effect on the homestead. That was a very good point that you pointed out in terms of the homeland, because that's exactly what cancer points to on a collective you know, your homeland, as well as your home domicile, as well as your hometown and your homies, you know, that all of that and your and your family, you know, that, that which you where you feel at home, okay, and your whole sense of home and domicile and shelter. But at any rate, to uh, uh to elaborate further, I mean to make it short, you know, it's all a greater plan to keep that or industry running. They're about. They're trying to build a highway, a North American highway, from uh, uh, Mexico all the way up through the United States, all the way up through Canada. Okay, and they're going to need cheap labor. They're, you know, they're going to private contract certain uh, uh, contractors that are going to use those people that are migrating in here because the, our people are, are, are not going to be a, a part of that plan. We're not a part of the Amero plan, you know. We have to make ourselves uh, and, and take our stake in that situation there. And um, that's just basically how, how I'm looking at it right now, you know.
indeed. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, uh, it's a, you know, just look at how it took them from 1914 all the way to 1933 just to implement the uh, control over the people with the birth certificate and how constantly and progressively how to House Joint Resolution 192 all the way up. You know, that whole thing didn't occur in one presidency. That baton is passed. We give... Reagan, in the media, credit for bringing down the Berlin Wall and stopping the Cold War. That is a process that has been an that is an event that is a result of a process that has been in play since the 1920s. Reagan is just the one right. where it reached fruition at. So it's the same right. thing when you when you when you look and see, like for example, now another example, okay, uh. uh they they homeschooling, okay? When yeah. they closed down all these schools and said homeschooling is the case, and everybody said, yeah, finally, we get to educate our own kids. And, but that was going on since before the crack era when they were closing down schools. You see? that's part, That was part D of, of a plan that is A through Z. Hmm. So when we've... So just a few years ago, they brought it in the law that, oh, yeah, you can homeschool kids. Now, the states can no longer mandatorily demand that you send your kids to a public institution. Everybody clapping. But at the same time, they're not really seeing what they're clapping. And I'm not saying it ain't good to homeschool, but why was it so convenient for them to do that? What part of their scheme makes it so beneficial? See, in the long run, they understand that the average uh, uh, so-called African-American is not equipped to educate their child. Man. That's why I commend what the brother Umar Johnson is doing. He understands that we still need schools. We didn't. We invented the concept of institutionalizing places of learning. Okay, so you know it ain't. It, that's not a European concept or construct at all. We had universities before they even came out the caves. University of Timbuktu, okay, uh, uh, you know, all over the world, you know, all the temples that they re- that they tell you are places of worship were actually places of science. So when when that concept of teaching the masses is ours, when they when they take it from an institution, it's like astrologically, it's like trying to remove one of the houses out of the circle, remove a whole thirty degrees. And so, so now a circle is only 330 degrees. When the construct of civilization has always had institutions of higher learning, okay? So, you know, I, I see how, how it works on a temporal, generational, you know, 10, 20 years, that's good. But what about 50 years? Because that move is made with 50 years, 75 years in mind when they do stuff, man when they implement new right. programs and policies. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, question what you're celebrating, you know. Say, I celebrate the 4th of July, but not because the United States declared their independence. You know, I celebrate the Yule Tide, but not because of Santa Claus and the idea that Jesus Christ was born in December the 25th. But at the same time, right. I try to analyze 
and and look at the broader picture, you know, how does it really affect us as a whole? Already, as it is, the prison population has climbed <coughs> from like uh, uh, two million to two hundred and fifty million people, man. And, and 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 we are more than fifty percent of that population, and we're not even so according to the census, fifty percent of the states that have the highest people in it. You know, New York State and Texas and California. You see, mm. and and the plot to move us from the penitentiary, from the plantation to the penitentiary, was manifest with the Thirteenth Amendment. You know the abolition of slavery. It is it's, it's the last clause on page nine on, on on the book on the Constitution that I had to study from, and, and it was just it was small too in small print. It says that you know after it goes through the entire amendment, the labor laws, how much you shall pay, involuntary servitude, or uh, uh, um, when, how the government can or cannot impose it upon the people. It says right at the end. The abolition of slavery does not apply to anyone convicted of a crime in the United States of America, man. Which doesn't differentiate between uh, a misdemeanor or a felony, okay? Then they, they, you know, they institute policy and program with that uh, 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 smuggling drugs in here, the CIA and the Reagan administration and the Bush and Clinton's uh, governorship. When Clinton was governor of Arkansas and right. Bush Jr. was oh, the governor of Texas, they were smuggling crack and cocaine, yeah. pardon me, cocaine into this country. Huh? Yeah, by the tons. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the megatons. By megatons. Megatons. Yeah, yeah, and and then in turn fed and gave birth to that entire crack epidemic, okay? Then locked up all the four guys in charge and used that money to fund other operations overseas in in, in Iran with the Contras, uh, that Contra-Iran thing with Oliver North. Okay. Right. Yeah, and so so people don't see how that initiate that's a thirty year process right there, man. All we talking about is the peak of it. Oh the streets were quite flooded with crack, they flooded the streets with guns, niggas were killing each other. Man, that shit started way back in the thirties, man. Hmm. So when we when we look at what Obama is doing right now, he probably ain't got no idea what the fuck he's doing, man. Pardon my language. He has no idea of the entire bigger picture because he's just a puppet to act in the capacity of eight years with two terms. So he's just dropping uh, A, B, C, and D in a in a plan that and each letter has like ten different numbers, so A one through ten, B one through ten, C one he's just dropping A, B and C. Next president gonna drop D, E and F. Next president gonna drop G, H and I and it's gonna go like that until they get all the way to Z to the end that they seek into a chain. And like they did back in the thirties because you got my uh 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 Old people, they're, they're, I mean, elders, they were not of my family, but they were old enough to be my great uncles and great aunts. They said that they, would, they knew of, of crystallized cocaine back in the 30s. Damn. In the 30s, they were crystallizing cocaine using baking soda and smoking it. And it was called freebasing. In the 1930s. Okay. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The the thing about crack is what they add some other additives to it, and and now it's something different than than free. But make it out of here. It's all cocaine based. Okay. So at any rate, the they just like AIDS. AIDS became the scourge. They say it came out in 1984. They got AIDS cases and symptoms reported AIDS back in the 19 uh, uh, 14, 1915. People with identical symptoms. Okay, I did a report on this when I when I was still in school in 1984. You see, we had to, we all had to do an oral report at Dunbar Senior High School in Miss Holcomb's class in Washington D.C. in Northwest. Okay, and um, it was biology. Everybody picked a virus. Some people picked a common cold, influenza. Somebody picked a herpes virus, and I picked the AIDS virus. And the research, the way I did my research was. Uh, unconventional you know I'm not a conventional thinker I didn't go to the library because at that time they didn't have a whole bunch of library books on it but what they had in circulation were articles and medical journals so I went to hospitals and spoke to doctors and looked at the notes that they had at DC General Hospital the doctor in there named Williams he let me look at that and he let me look at his report and there were cases of the same exact symptoms of the immune system just getting weak and, and, and degenerating back in 1914, 1915. Mm. Lesions, the whole thing, everything, and how it was, uh, and, and, and Bob Guccione, if y'all know who he is, he's the publisher of Penthouse. He published, yeah, huh? No, the publisher of Penthouse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he published an article or a book or an introduction to a book written by a scientist who was murdered, who was working with the uh, United States Biological, uh, and this was basically a confession that this guy put out. And he, and he was like, if this book it gets written or published, it's because my death was questionable at the beginning of the book. And he worked at Fort Meade in uh, the metropolitan Washington, D.C. area, developing the virus, saying that there was a demand for a biological germ and that uh, uh, there was basically sexually transmitted cancer, sexually transmitted leukemia. And that when you look at the HIV virus, it is a, uh, um, a hybrid between cow leukemia, which occurs naturally in the cow, and lamb leukemia, which occurs naturally in the lamb, but, but once hybridized, becomes deadly to the human being. Okay, and he published this work. You know, when they say it comes from a green tree monkey in Africa, that's garbage. Number one, there's no such thing as a green monkey. There's a green tree. And amongst the green trees are specific species of monkeys, and it's called the green tree space monkeys. And these monkeys, when infected with the AIDS virus, their immune system would conquer it in less than 14 days. So it didn't come from no green tree monkey having sex with monkeys, man. It's a biologically uh, or scientific laboratory fabricated gene split hybrid form of leukemia that can be sexually transmitted now because of the present form that it takes in human beings. Now, when he dropped that in his, and, and, you know, I was the only one reading the articles in Penthouse. You know, I was in, I was in prison. I was in Lawton, Virginia, so I was reading everything, you know. And right. the fact, that, and it was a more, <laughs> it was a more that brought it to me. Harrison L. is the brother that brought it to me. He was like, yo, Rob, man, read this, man. And I was like, yeah, I ain't have nothing else to do, so I read it. And I was like, rocked. 
I never did get a chance to read the actual book. I only got the chance to read the first couple of chapters in the foreword that he published in his magazine, in Penthouse Magazine. Right. Okay? Yeah. Okay, at the same time, there was another book out called Conspiracy. You know, it's probably very difficult to get now. But this same book uh, was written and published while Reagan was in office. And the author of this book was an ex-CIA agent who blew the whole cover off of that Iran-Contra thing. And he mentioned the fact that uh, uh, um, every president gets in the office by doing favors for the CIA who answers to none other than the 12 uh, plutocratic uh, uh, elite, so-called elite families that run this country, basically, the economy of this country. All right? And that... He mentioned and predicted in his book that Clinton was bringing in cocaine and that in return for his cooperation as governor, he would be able to serve two terms. This was a book that was published by Reagan, President Ronald Reagan, and the say no to drugs thing was, was in effect. And, this, and the author of that book is dead, okay? He also said that, that, uh, that not only Clinton but Bush would have two terms. And sure enough, over... Oh, after after Reagan get won his second term, then Clinton comes in and does two terms. Then uh, uh, Bush yeah, comes in and do two right. terms. You see what no. I'm saying? Yeah, after Reagan, after, after Reagan, Reagan came Bush to see Bush Senior. Okay, right. Yeah, then Clinton did but two. But he predicted then, he predicted the Bush Junior, the Clinton. He wasn't even talking about Bush Senior. He didn't mention him. You see, so hmm. that's obviously some. Uh, uh, the aspect of that thing that he had no knowledge of, but he knew for a fact what was going on because he ended up dead. And uh, the, I read the book in 1984, okay? So when did Clinton come into office? When did uh, Bush Jr. come into office? Well, after 1984. Yeah, and when it, the thing is, huh? Now, this will blow you. I was, I, I didn't believe a lick of it. I'm like, man, he don't know it. He don't know. I don't believe that. Blah, 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? Because I was so skeptical back then and resting on my laurels from what little knowledge I had of metaphysics that I, you know, was ever good enough to believe that everybody was lying, especially if we, as racist as my mom was at that time. See, it was right, man, bro, you can't believe it. I had threw everything out the window. You know, with regard to the right. acceptance of information, valid or not. I mean, you know, today it doesn't matter to me who writes what. You know, if you got some points to show and prove it, I'm going, you know, and, and it can be shown and proved, I'm going to accept it as valid. But back then, I was like, if you don't know the source, you don't know how true it is, man. You know, but at any rate, it dawned on me when Clinton won the second time. That's when it hit me. I was an unbeliever even when Clinton won. You know, and I said it. I said it to people in my family. I'm like, yo, the fact that Clinton wins, this guy wrote a book that Clinton was gonna win. Yeah, but I don't believe all that shit. And then, unless Clinton wins twice, I still ain't gonna believe when Clinton won twice. Oh, yeah, I was through then. I was through. Huh. You see, you know, and see, you put the pie in my face and let me smell it, and then and then I get to taste it four, eight years later, and it ain't spoiled, dog. There's something good going on with that food there. Okay, so you know, <laughs> you, you know the magic trick. Keeping it fresh, all right. So the, just the fact that he revealed the whole system, I wonder, 
what it was that Obama did for those families to get in office, okay? But we look at the two years before he was elected, there were several, I mean about seven or eight, okay, I forget the number, but there were seven or eight CEOs of the Democratic Party assassinated, man, murdered. The year and the two years before, like, like 18 months before, and in that time span before Obama was even nominated, you know. Right. Because you had the CEO of Arkansas, he he refused to endorse Obama. So he ends up dead. Coinky Dinkley. You know, somebody walks in off the street into his campaign office and blows his face off. Now, come on, man. Why? Because you're impeding progress. We want this nigga to sit in that seat, and you ain't endorsing him, man. You got to go. It's really that right. simple. It's and it's it, it, no need for you. Yeah, exactly, and so the 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 whole scheme. So when so all of that, all of that, given in 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 short, in a nutshell, is to point to the grand conspiracy that we not taking into consideration called the bigger picture, man. In, in my paradigm, it's much bigger than what you see. Just consider the fact that the cell phone technology we're using right now was in effect fifty years ago. It is fifty years old. So imagine what they got now that isn't going to be in effect for another 40 to 50 years, all right? So that's just on the technological uh, uh, government turning into a, 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 a privatized uh, a military industry, gets to sell it to the public after the government gets tired of using its thing, okay? Just on that tier right there, you have a 50-year plan in effect. We're using this now. You know, within 50 years, it'll be public. They're using drones over in Iraq. Within 50 years, y'all, the, the police officers, we're going to see RoboCop, man. Simple as that. That's what the Ronaldson Aries is all about, initiating that. We know that because while Neptune, the planet of drugs and intoxicants, was in the sign of Aquarius, which is artificial man-made fabrication, this is when the Mali and all of those uh, laboratory-made drugs were being formulated. And as soon as uh, 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 Neptune and Orano, I mean, as soon as Orano's moved into Pisces, which reflects is a reflection of that, because Pisces is the sign of drugs, and Orano's is the planet of mechanization of man-made things, then Mali and all of those pills became the, the, the stream, the, the, the wave. Right. So in hindsight, you know, I said this on this show before, we can look at hindsight and see how it unfolds. And what makes you think that it ain't present? So with the, the true agenda behind letting all those Mexicans in here and, and him being complicit and compliant with the whole wave and acting like it ain't no thing feeds a bigger picture, man. Yes. Absolutely, brother. You know, there's a, um, there's a room in the university with your name on the door, too, with an empty blackboard ready to crank up that cosmophysics. Because, you know, as long as we got a cosmophysician in the building, you know, you're able to fashion and formulate a new set of eyes for people to see. There's no bigger picture. Yeah, okay? indeed, Lord. You know, it does, and, you know, this is what I use to, to conquer the skepticism. 
you can follow the trail of Neptune. It's really so easy to get online and learn the, the, the symbolism. You don't have to learn all of the mathematical sequence and orbits of uh, or the trigonometrical uh, uh, orbit formula for, for the orbit of a planet, okay? You should leave that up to the cosmophysicians, okay? But you do have a timeline, and you can use what the brother called, he, he mentioned it, the ephemeris, okay? A planetary, uh, a book, a planetary table that shows you in 1970s, Neptune made a transition from this sign to the next. And, and, and in 1958, Neptune made a transit from this uh, uh, sign into the next. And then you just look up the definition, astrological meaning of Leo, and then the astrological meaning of Neptune. And when we see Neptune was in Leo, psychedelic drugs was the trip. When Neptune moved into when Neptune moved into Virgo, then they they started getting into more organically grown drugs, heroin, and made it made a resurface and and cocaine. When Neptune moved into Scorpio, they they, they it was death for drugs and guns was was, was put uh, uh, made easy to get because you know back in the seventies and in the sixties, uh, uh, getting a gun wasn't that easy. Man, you had to have some connects to get a gun. In the eighties, yeah. niggas were selling out their trunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, and they were all military <laughs> issue, man. Where you think they came from, yeah. man? We don't make them joints in. <laughs> We we don't make them joints in the hood, so you dig the, the whole. You, if you follow the trail of Neptune, you'll see exactly how they're imprisoning our folks. Yeah. Neptune is also the planet of prison, solitude, slavery, and involuntary servitude. It is also the mm-hmm. planet which points to conspiracy and secret enemies. So if we follow backwards from the present to back through the years and just rewind the, the motion of Neptune, it's real easy to follow. If you have an eighth grade education, you can see the parallel. It's not that difficult, man. You see, and the, you know, it isn't required that you use every single planet. Like I said, leave that to the cosmophysicians, but that is to destroy any skepticism that may surface in your imagination. Because we could take it all the way back, all the way back as far as history is written to see how those trends manifest, to see their behavior, you see, and to see how long did Neptune stay in Leo. Because it's not even through every sign. You know, it stays in one sign for 11 years, the next sign for 13 years, the next sign for 14 years, the next sign for 15 years, then it goes back down to 14 years, and it goes back down to 13 years because it travels in an egg loop. See, you don't have to understand that loop, really, that elliptical motion, or you re- elliptical orbit. All you have to understand is when it started in this sign and when it started in that sign. And it's all over the Internet what that sign means. You see? Right. Anybody right now in front of your computer, you go to Google, put astrological meaning or interpretation of Leo. You dig? Mad articles show up. And what they all have in common are what it means. You know, astrologers differ as to what it means. Where they all differ, that's their opinion. Where they all agree universally, that's what it manifests through history. You see? So, you know, of course some are going to innovate. Don't let that confuse you. Use a little bit of discernment to see what they, what four or five of them agree upon. You know, that they don't know each other. 
You did. I don't consort with a whole bunch of French astrologers. I don't consort with a whole bunch of Hindu astrologers. But but I'll tell you what the moon means, and you go look in Vedic and Hindu astrology. They're going to tell you the same thing. You go, you get you a translation, a translator on the internet, and translate those French in a websites into English, and look up the moon and astrology from a French astrologer. He's going to tell you what the moon means. You dig, and this goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. Yeah, you see. So, and it, it isn't the cause of these things. It is the indication of what energy is at hand to be utilized. And they use it against it, and they've been doing it since Socrates and, and Aristotle taught uh, uh, Alexander. Told Alexander, ho, 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 wait, man, don't do that today. Don't invade today. Wait. Wait until the moon is here and the sun is there. Then go put the spear, plant the spear on the shore and invade it the next morning, man. Why? Because this is when energies are high for us. This is when energies are low for us. Every, everybody knows that you go through a period of the month where it gets really busy for you and then a period of the month where it declines. And this is so for your health. If you work out every day, there's a certain time of the month where it's a lot easier to do 100 push-ups than it is at another part of the month, and you can do 150 push-ups. You dig it? It's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm just getting weaker or what it is. No, there's an ebb and flow. There's a rhythm to, uh, to, to every biological life process, man. And it manifests itself on the economic plane, on the mental plane, on the physical plane, on any dimensional degree that you want to apply it to. You know, nothing can go on right here on this earth that isn't going on out in outer space in terms of elemental manifest law. Like, you know, water on Triton, on, on, on Jupiter's moon, it's frozen. Water freezes when it exposes the cold. That is true here on this earth. It is true out there by Jupiter. It doesn't change. You know, you put water, you put fire to that water, it'll melt. That ice will melt. Guarantee you. It's not going to be different out there than it is here. So it's the same everywhere. So it's the same throughout history, you know, and that's, that's something that I just can't stress enough. We know the future are trends by the past trends for the same reason why you know if you drop a burning cigarette in a, in a patch of hay, you might start a barn fire. How do you know that? Well, because fire catches the straw, straw burns, it catches the wood, the wood burns. You know this. There's no dispute there. Well, there's no chance. Oh, it, it ain't gonna happen this time. This time, when the, when the fire hits the straw, it's gonna melt the straw. It's not gonna burn it. It ain't gonna catch fire. No, that doesn't happen. So it's the same thing else in reality. You cut your hand once, you know that you bleed. You know that if you cut your hand again, you're gonna bleed. You touch fire when you're a little kid, you get burnt. Then as an adult, you learn how to handle fire because what? You don't want to get burnt again. You know that if you touch this flame wrong, this is how it's gonna burn. That's exactly how astrology works. It is not the reason why people do things, but it is definitely the season in which to execute it. You know, it shows this the best season in which to plant that seed for whatever project you're trying to do. And they have used it. They have demonized it in the church. They've demonized it in, in the educational system because the educational system yes. is an offshoot of the church. Yes, indeed. But here at KTL University, we're going to raise the flag and we're going to make it right. You know what I'm saying? And, and hopefully the brother, when Umar gets his school up, he can have also school dedicated to the college. Man, I would jump at the chance, well, man. I would jump at the chance because all of the Morris universities and all happen. of the ancient mystery schools, that was the curricula. It was a part of the main curricula, man. 
And then for thousands of years, the original man practiced and taught it. You know, he he couldn't have been out of his mind. I want to get to some of these other callers. Indeed, Lord. Pardon me for being a hog, you know. No, no, no. I mean, just the information, and we got to get this. And I'm sure that the family is appreciative as well. Family, if you doubt anything that's being said, like like the brother said, Capricorn is home. You know, your king, King James, you know. Huh? Can I mean, you have cancer. another way around? Cancer, yeah, yeah. Cancer, cancer, right, right. You got Capricorn, which LeBron is a Capricorn, I believe. You know, he is the king. The king has just changed his home, all right? There you go. Bombs away, all right? There goes your cosmophysics for the whole world to see. Yeah, there goes an example of how it operates on the individual. you damn skippy. Right, for the whole world to see. Everyone's caught up in it. They're talking about it. They're conversating. You know, they're engaged. In this particular moon energy. Feel me? It's right there for you to see. So we salute you, my brother. And, um, you know, you can either stay on the line. Yeah, I'll be on the line, bro. Oh, I ain't got to phone. Until they cut us yeah. off. Yeah, I ain't got to mute the phone. You can mute yourself if you want to. I'm going to go and open the line. Let's go to the 202. 202 202. Call up from the 202. Peace. 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 Is this me? This me? I'm on? Yes, it's you. Yes, you are. Peace. <laughs> Welcome to another letter. <laughs> Thank you. Peace, God. Peace. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, um, I wanted to say that I was enjoying the show. Um, it was it was epic nonetheless and then when Brother Rock who got on it and uh participated. More epic, um, he right? dropped a, yeah, <laughs> my God. He made he made a lot of a lot of you know, salient points uh that we all need to pay attention to and also um you know, gave gave an idea of the science behind what what's what's happening. Out there, and along with what you're doing with the law of 44 and all of that, I'm just I just give thanks. So, um, but I, I wanted to I wanted to say that um, one of the things that I think um, one of the points that I think you guys are making too that we really need to pay close attention to is um, definition and how many times what what tends to happen is folks. Uh, or folks or the European, what have you, um, define reality for us and then allow us to participate in that reality. So when you are um, or you and your brother are pushing folks to go out and create plays or design T-shirts and and open schools and all these other things and get into the arts, um, I, I mean... You cannot. I mean, you you can't underestimate how important that is in the grand scheme of things. And so I I'm, I just give thanks for that. Um, so that's all I wanted to say, brother. That's a powerful point because art does define is a medium with which to define the culture, and whoever controls the art controls the culture. Exactly. Exactly, and and this is this is the other thing. This is the other thing I wanted to say real quickly. Um, you know, when I, I think it was one show we were talking about how some folks wanted are Moors, some folks are Egyptian, some folks sort of like um, 
tend to, um, um, you know, subscribe to a, a, another faith or belief or whatever, science even. I think it's important that we, I think someone said one time that it's important that we, we, we put it all together. Um, and, a, and a real reason for that is because of the definition. I think when we don't have a particular, um, we don't have a particular uh, uh, faith or, you know, just one particular faith that we belong to, and we have many, many, many different faiths or different sciences and arts and things that we can pull from, it expands not only our knowledge base, but it expands the memory as an original being. You see what I'm saying? And it allows for that imagination and that art on that next level to go to that next level because we are now we now have uh, the uh, a, a plethora of components to pull from in order to create a new reality and definition for ourselves and establish a new order. So that's uh, all I wanted to say. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. Um, Appreciate that input, my brother. All right. All right. Well, keep doing the good work. Um, and peace to everybody. Peace, Lord. Indeed, brother. Peace. Peace. Family, we have set up a site over or page over at a site called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com backslash H-E-L, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. These are for patrons, okay? So if you heard something on this show that you, if you like, like the brother Reptil always talks about eating at the table and leaving a tip, if there's something that you would like to contribute to the construction of the digital school that we're putting in place, you know, because while some of these things like we might be able to do on no budget or low budget, well, we can be compensated for time. You know what I'm saying? I took almost like my entire spring putting together this presentation, getting together the jewelry, things of that. And that took a lot away from a lot of other things. And um, these programs that we put on continuously every single day, you know, it takes hours out of the day to put these programs on, to, to call a person that you want to be on the show, do the research for the show, put the links together. Every show got a flyer, you know what I'm saying? I got 10 things I need to do at that same time. You know, something gets pushed aside to make sure that these things happen. We are dedicated and committed to making these things happen, so we're going to do that. But I don't want to be taken advantage of as well, right? And every cent and every penny can go towards projects because we got mad projects on the back burner that need to be funded so it can come out so we can push this information even further. So patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com backslash KTL is where you can make a contribution of any amount that you, you know, deem so necessary. And we appreciate your support in advance, all right? This is not just about us, it's about all of us. All right, family? So let me go to another caller. I'm going to go to caller from the 712-202, caller from 712 all right, let me go back to that because I see like four numbers with that same four hands. I see four numbers with that same number. I don't know what that's about. 
Let me go to 9. I'm going to refresh my um, studio. Let me go to 901-864 in the meantime. Call up the 901-864. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. What's up, Brother Raku? Peace, Lord. Uh, can I get a can I get a reading since you're on here? No. <laughs> Something some, some, some quick. I mean, I mean, why would that, that brother right I, there is an unashamed hmm. opportunist? Well, you know, I ain't got nothing but time right now. So as long as I ain't got to do no serious math, if I can answer it from a general look, I ain't got no problem with it. But it's up to the host. Oh yeah, definitely. I got to. I got to. He ain't even act. Just went straight in. I gotta, you gotta honor that, you know. Okay. Uh, when's well, your birthday, Lord? No, uh, one, one twenty-nine, nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, so I, I already know what you're going through using Aquarius number one. Man, nine, nine degrees. Okay. <laughs> so, but so Saturn squaring your sun. So all independent. Uh, self-initiated projects are like at a slow halt right now. You got all kinds of obstacles in the way dealing with what yes. you want to do. And that has to do with your network, too. It's like there's a, uh, a low volume of reliance that you can place on friends and um, alliances, you know? Yeah. And has your technology, your car or your computer, your electronics been, been failing or losing or you've been breaking these things recently? I break them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, most definitely. This is the the energy you're dealing with now, having the mind of it. Your uh, and Saturn is in the tenth house of your son, but see that's just on the solar tip. What what time of day was you born, bro? You have any idea? One o'clock p.m. Yeah, so and it was in January, so using the ninth. You are uh, where is the ninth? You have an issue with your knees or your teeth? Uh, no. What about your ankles? I broke a leg when I was 14. Yeah, okay. Right, and right, that was the lower right leg, above. right? Yeah, right above the ankle. Okay, so you were cancer rising. So this issue here with Saturn squaring your son. And you can't depend. So your situation is hard in the household, period. Your, uh, 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 and your employment situation ain't, ain't looking up or, or your daily grind. Is, is is being impeded. What you have well, to do is operate on a, a schedule and on a time of uh, a step by step meticulous plan and schedule. And as, as difficult as that's going to be, that's the that's the out that Saturn is indicating is pointing to with that. You know. So I have to get organized. Get organized. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. I ain't gonna hold y'all. You Pills. got it, Lord. Peace. Peace. That was that was me to get at you the other day. I'm I'm trying to see what's up with that sea moss. I ordered it. I could have I could have got Polite's book, but I got the sea moss waiting on it. Okay, brother. I got you. <laughs> on it. All right. Appreciate you, man. All right, peace. Hello, brother. Peace. Indeed. Let me go to our brother from the eight six zero. Eight six zero six eight zero. Eight six zero. Call us. Peace. Yes, peace. What's up? Peace, my um, question. Uh, hold on a second. My question is, um, you said about um, the history of having with disease, particularly with HIV. What particular book is? Well, actually, not bit, but you said articles. Like articles, like you know, of. This is much more 
different from the syphilis experiments done back in those times? Yeah, I believe that uh, all of that was initially. I'm just speaking for my belief right now because the time uh, uh, period is similar and because the means of transmission is similar. In other words, it's sexual diseases, okay? Mm-hmm. Germ warfare, you know, uh, uh, it's already known that, that before World War One, they were in the laboratories working on the germ warfare. You know, from that from that point on up, when when science made its breakthrough in terms of technological advancement, electricity became widespread, and the uh, chemistry and poison gases being used is ancient. Really, they've been doing that for thousands of years, like with that uh, Greek fire and with uh, uh, um, using um, smallpox and things of that nature. Okay, they just found ways to become more subtle with it. So I would say that, yeah, it, com- it comes out of the same think tank that brought syphilis and gonorrhea out. However, we know for a fact that syphilis comes from animals, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, okay. And, and, the, and the scientists, now, it was a book. I don't know the name of the book, but the, okay. the book was introduced and, and to the public and announced in that article, and they published the first few chapters of that book in that article, the forward and uh, the first two chapters, I believe, in that article. Now, I can tell you the month that I read it and the year that I read it, and if you could find some means by which to acquire a penthouse magazine from uh, 1988, 1988, 1987, mm-hmm. okay? So there would only be 24 issues you got to track down. You know, I didn't really keep track of it because of the nature of the magazine, you know, but uh, it, the information stayed in my head. For the longest time, you know, it's still there now with that regard, you know. And and I wasn't in the capacity to go to the bookstore and acquire the book. You know, I didn't come home until uh, 1997. Oh, okay, from somewhere you went, okay. Um, Other question Mm -hmm. in regards to technology, in regards like how we see that the Google Glass and the cell phone, and particularly that's been out for almost 50 years, which is exact because these are all military um, weapons. That it makes me wonder why they spend more money on military because they they create new type of innovation through all that billions dollars they go into. That they once they come up once they come up with it. They keep in the background for maybe 20 or more years, and then after they don't use it anymore, they sell as wholesale to the public. Right, so, and that is that is the uh, aim of the company that that the government uses the contract for in the first place. Okay, we're gonna we we've, we've been working on this new project. We'll sell it to the government, but after 10 years, we got first dibs on marketing in it when it goes public. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it makes me wonder at the movies now that depict. Yeah, well, you know, not yeah, but like, not the possible, but what is already out there, they already got ready. And yeah, well, I would don't. believe so, because if we, like we touch, know like that... The, like the holographic screen that they touch in, like, mathematics and all that stuff, they already have well, that. Well, uh, there, there, there was a dude on YouTube talking about that he was just in China helping them do that, do using air impulse uh, a screen. They do named David Wynn. Hmm. So that they already got it, they're already working on it in China. So if China's doing it, you know, they get all their technological uh, ideas from the West. That's right. So they got them here, okay? Now, I saw a computer five years ago 
It looked like it was made out of cellophane. You can roll it up into a ball like a scroll. You can roll it up into a roll, into a tube like yeah. a scroll. Yeah, I ain't seen one of them on the market here in the United States yet. You see, and I saw that like five or six years ago. So that technology <laughs> is old. Yeah. You see? We still yeah. using hard plastic. They, they, they've already innovated a means by which, you know, it goes into a zillion different ways that we don't know. And the reason why I would, I would concur with the idea that what we see on television they have right now, probably in a more advanced state, is that yeah, we saw States, Dick Tracy. Yeah. We saw Dick Tracy in the 1930s talking on, talking on a walkie-talkie in his watch. Yeah. Okay. And now we, so, and we got the, we got the uh, what do you call what it? The Star um, Trek communicator <laughs> is yeah, on cell got, phone. Yeah, cell phone and watch now. They do it now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, and what's deep is you know this satellite technology may allow that global communication and and the, the, they can even the uh, what do you what do you call it those light fibers. I forget the uh, optical fibers or whatever they're called. They're made out of fiberglass. They're, 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 that sends sound digitally at the speed of light right there. Wow. Hold on one second. If you want to call in, 347-637-2135 is the number that you need to be dialing. Right now you have about three minutes, two minutes left. 347-637-2135. Three five, all right. One three five, y'all. Six eight. You can continue. Yeah. Um. I mean, I made my point that what we see, what we saw in Hollywood, and what's deep is, uh, uh two years ago, I saw an interview of a developer, a technological software, de- um, hardware developer, who said. Uh, 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 who was working for one of them phone companies, who said, man, he watches the movies to get the ideas for the technology that goes into development. Mm. So there's no doubt in my mind that the uh, the artist for Dick Tracy is the true author of that idea or wherever he got that idea. And technology imitating life, that's, that's a case of life imitating art as opposed to art imitating life. But what's deep is we find out that they were using cell phone technology back in the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. So was that a leak or was it an author? Man, we don't really know that. I don't know. I can't really say. This is mere speculation. I don't want somebody to get the wrong idea to think that, I, uh, uh, that, that this is an authoritative, factual report. It's just, it just makes sense to me when we see uh, uh, technology coming out that reflect what you saw as a little kid on television. Man. The very first time I saw... Uh, a telephone with a screen on it was a was the 1972 uh, 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 AT&T phone book. Okay, they had the, they had a bunch of paintings, uh, um, like Rockwell paintings of the the first phone, the second phone, the third phone, and through the generations. And and at the end of the line was a little computer screen with a baby's face on it. And this was 1972 before the the before. Home computers was even in, out there. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just waiting till I see some people with start bus start come out with the the um telekinesis and all that stuff soon. I know it's out there. So. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People levitating all that crap. 
Well, I've seen a demonstration of, of what someone can call, not telekinesis, because telekinesis means to move something with your mind. But yeah. I've seen a, 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 a brother named Bernard Metz in Washington, D.C. May, may our ancestors, may he rest with our ancestors in peace. Um, this brother could, he holds your hand. He synchronizes his breathing with yours, his pulse with yours. He puts his finger on your pulse, and this is what he explained to me that he was doing, okay? And this cat was in was in the, was in D.C. jail, sitting at the bench, taking cigarettes from people, telling people that you put the cigarettes down, let me hold your hand, there's no homo involved, and I'll think what you're thinking. And if I think, if, if what I say coincides with what you were thinking, you can leave the cigarettes. He had a pile of cigarettes when I approached him. Okay. So there's no way he could have been fooling everybody in there into believing that he was reading minds. The brother, you know, he held my wrist. He sat there. It took him like two and a half minutes. He breathed. He caught my rate of breath and all that. And he asked me to look at anything or to imagine anything as if it was right there on a the screen in front of us. Now, what I imagined was leaving from D.C. jail, getting picked up by my girl who drove a, 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 a cadmium yellow a school bus yellow Camaro, driving me home and my mother waiting on the porch. Now, that's not how he saw it. What he said was, and my girl wore glasses. She was dark-skinned and she wore glasses, all right? He said, I see a, a, a dark-skinned old lady driving a bus, dropping you off, and a light-skinned lady with green eyes holding a pair of dentures in her left hand, taking you, taking you home. Now, my mother has green eyes. She's a blonde Negro, okay? It's what they call, what, 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 what uh, J.A. Rogers called a blonde Negro. She has she uh-huh. has hazel eyes. She, she had a full set of dentures, and she's left-handed. My girl wore glasses like Miss Beasley, and she was driving a yellow car, okay, and the school bus yellow. Now, that was enough for me to be like, man, come on, like, Jesus, how did you do that? And he was like, you know, did, did, was it sufficient? Was it close enough to what you were envisioning? I said, yeah, it was close. Keep the cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. And he told me. He said, man, it's a matter of, this cat was into Kabbalah, astrology, numerology, anything metaphysical. He was even into voodoo. And he's originally from Haiti. Okay? And the brother passed. But anybody listening to this show to have access to an old-timer, when I say old-timer, 60s baby, born in the 60s on back to the 50s, my age and older, 48, 49, 50, 51 into the 50s. This brother was known all over Washington, D.C. for his capacity to do this. Okay? And he told me in, in 1983, before it even manifested, he was like, man, pretty soon you're going to see it on TV, on online, on the computer. It's going to be so widespread all over the world. And what he was talking about was metaphysical practice and the art of reading. Mm. In all forms. Okay, he used a deck of cards for tarot, you know, and things of this nature. He delved into them sciences very deeply. But uh, that's just in in response to when you say you're waiting to see somebody do some telekinesis. I've seen a person do with his mind what they call psychic ability, you know, and I use that experience to gauge my gullibility or my belief or my trust and confidence in a person who claims to be psychic. You know, a person claims to be psychic, well, then you should be able to do this or something near to it because I've seen it done. And not only did I see it done on me, I've seen it done and got opportunity to speak to the other people in my very environment that he did it to. 
There's no way, you know, and they, that's, that's the, uh, 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 the jail, prison is not a place to be playing with people like that. If you mm-hmm. know anybody, yeah, you don't get away with playing jokes on people like that there. So, you know, and, and he wasn't no vicious killer either. You know what I mean? So there were people were actually afraid. He wasn't extorting anyone. He was like, if I come close to what you were thinking, man, just leave the cigarettes there. And they did. So, you know, and he had a pile of them, more than three cars of cigarettes. There was more than 30 people that he did this to continually throughout the course of that day alone. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be done, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a, I, I, I study electromagnetic biofields, so I know that your heart rate can be felt 60 feet away from you uh, by animals who, who, who are more sensitive to it. Then certainly a human being can be uh, uh, um, receptive or sensitive to your vibrational frequencies. That's just my my ex, my theoretical explanation of how he was able to do that because he used my heartbeat, my the rate of my breath, you know, my rate of breath, my heartbeat. He didn't seek to slow mine down to meet his. He met mine. Mm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. No doubt. Thank you, brother. As always. Yeah, I know. I get the I get the yeah. screw face from people when I tell them that story, man. But you know, I'm not even going to testify to something that didn't happen. I don't care. And and I'm one of the most skeptical when people jump up making those claims. But I'm gonna tell you, the brother's name was Bernard Metz. You know, he was good at what he did. And you know, I was still skeptical at the age of 19. So, you know, I was 19 years old then, and he told me, he said, man, if you think that I'm, you know, because later on he would continue to speak with me, and, I, you know, I was leery because of family that had been through that experience telling me that you got to be careful individuals that seek to make friends with you, and they're going to try to dazzle you with all kinds of stories and blah, 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 blah. I immediately became paranoid of the cat, and I told him, man, stay away from me, man. You know, he said, man, if you think I'm trying to game you or play some, play some, you know, some hoax on you, go ask some of them older brothers my age, man, about me. And that's exactly what I did, man. I went right around to the masjid because the Muslims had their own little uh, spot. There was a brother in there named Ali who, who knew him well, and I heard that he knew him well because the grapevine in there is so tight, you know. So I said, yo, Ali, man, what's up with that cat, man? You know, is, uh, uh, is he real, man? Or is he, man, what I know is that dude can tell you anything you want to know about yourself that, that ain't happened yet. That's all I know. You know, Ali yeah. was a stand-up brother, you know. So, you know, my experience coupled with the conversation I had with those that I, that went through it with me or, or, or right before and after me, and that brother's word was enough right there for me to be like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a potential reality, you know. Now, I've never seen anybody move anything with their mind. You know, I can't wait to see that so I could put that to the test, <laughs> you know. But, uh, uh the fact that he was able to 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 interpret what I was thinking to 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 the slightest degree in terms of colors and descriptions of the character of the people I was thinking was good enough. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Let's jump up this call. We have some more hands up in the queue. I want to go to caller from the four zero four four zero two four zero four four zero two caller. Peace. Peace, guys. How y'all doing? Peace, peace. How you doing, brother? Doing fine. Well, I got two questions. Um, 
One, if if you can bear with me on, brother, um, about this new shift that we're going through. I hear a lot of people talking about this new shift we're moving into. Um, if you can tell me a little bit more on that. You know, Which one, bro? Which one? <laughs> because there, there, there are 10 planetary bodies that I use, okay, 14 calculated points altogether, all right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about the, the shift at the center of the galaxy. I don't, I don't even have any knowledge of that, man, because I don't see it. Number one, I did the math on the motion, okay? It takes mm-hmm. like a, a, a 126 uh, million years. So, yeah. therefore, in one year is according to who and what's, cal- and what's calculation. And, and, and if it's that slow, it's so subtle, how could you even you know, describe it as a new shift. It's an ongoing, mm-hmm. you know. So, and the the, the galactic center, is that the one you're talking about, the one from yeah, December? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. December exactly. 2012. Man, you know, yeah. the, the, I don't even, I don't acknowledge it. Let's put it that way. What I acknowledge is a different clock. I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist. I just mm-hmm. understand how uh, the galactic center you, you're not looking towards the center of our solar system. You're looking to, towards the end of Scorpio, the beginning of Sagittarius, or to the end of, pardon me, the end of Sagittarius, the beginning of Capricorn, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. planetary uh, indications through that spot are the same long before that shift and haven't changed uh, uh, if there was a shift. And since 2012, every time a planet goes uh-huh. to Sagittarius, we can look to what traditionally Sagittarius points to. So that they, when they attribute it to the galactic center, in my mind, that's a part of the ecliptic, and uh, which is a ray of the sun, period. It has nothing to do with the galactic center. Not to say that it doesn't exert an influence, but uh, mm. uh, if you understand and can observe how the sun works, it is a gigantic lens through which uh, as a whole universe pours itself out to us. It is a focal point. Okay, mm-hmm. so where uh, the North Star and the other other uh, 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 how can I say this? Eighty-eight minus twelve is, is seventy-six. The other seventy-six constellational influences that may or may not exist are funneled to us through the sun. The mm-hmm. sun is the representative for them, and the planets are the representative for the sun. So anything outside of the scope of our solar system, I don't see a need for in my practice. So that's, that's the only explanation I could give you with that regard. When they say that we're going through uh, a shift in consciousness, we are constantly shifting in consciousness, mm-hmm. okay? I use, what they call, I use what they call the great year and the yeah. polar days and mm-hmm. because I can find evidence with which to support them by date, okay? And mm-hmm. according to my calculation, we are in the 23rd degree of Aquarius, moving at the rate of or one degree every 72 years. Now, which would take us all the way back to 1453 when gunpowder was first uh, uh, introduced into the European world. And Mm. then guns came into effect. And from that technological advancement came the exploration and conquest. And Mm. And if you understand how 
that age transferred from how, how those ages are divided up into 12 dwas, 12 two-and-a-half-degree sections, each lasting for 180 years, we can find historically 180-year blocks that correspond to the zodiac sign symbolism that, it, that, that is present in that area of space. And I hope I'm not talking way over your head. Oh, no, no, God, no, that God. Is the, that is the calendar that I use. The one that they're mm-hmm. talking about with with the 13th Zodiac sign and all that malarkey, you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know you, it, the Egyptians use 36, okay? Mm-hmm. There is record of the Chinese using eight signs of the Zodiac. So they can chop it up into as many pieces as they want. I just, I just sure. can't speak to it. I just can't speak sure. to it. I can only speak to I what I do. I love that. I love that. And, I, and, and another part of the question, um, I don't know if you, you know, brother, do it. I know you did it for another brother earlier. Is, is it all right? Because I ain't going to disrespect. I'm, I'm When's your to... birthday, bro? <laughs> uh, March 7th, 72. Okay. So you're going through a period of disillusion. You're a Pisces. 17 mm-hmm. degrees, as a matter of fact. Okay. Which, um,. Speaks to uh, control substances or, or escapism. You 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 stop smoking weed, or you 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 have a new program, or with drinking, or something like that in the recent years. Um, well, no, I, I had stopped smoking a while back, but you know that is particular. Just trees, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Very well. You know, yeah. astrologically, bro, there's no difference between an aspirin or or or, or uh, yeah, true. a gram of heroin, man. No yeah. difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know. So, but but at any rate, then that's the uh, uh, you're in that phase, you know, where you that is in life impacting. In other words, you see it going on around you, and there will be revolutionary changes made to that effect. Specifically, like 2007. Is that when you stopped? Because that's when Saturn. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No okay. Doubt. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? That's why I said recent years, not recent months, right? Yeah. Okay. True. Okay, but true. still. Neptune is still in Pisces. So mm-hmm. that whole trend and how it affected your life and how it is affecting the lives of those around you is a major theme. You know, yeah. aside from other things, what time of day was you born? Uh, it was like 6.50-something, like 6.50, so I'm almost 7. In the morning or in the evening? In the morning. So 6 o'clock in the morning during the month of Pisces. That puts Aquarius or Pisces rising. So you have an issue either with your lower digestive tract or with your lower back, your urinary tract, kidneys, something like that? Um, nah, nah, maybe like a thyroid. That's the only problem I have. Well, that would put you in the PM, okay, according to my okay. paradigm. You know, okay. thyroid is in the throat. That puts Taurus in the eighth. Pisces would then be in the sixth, which will also <laughs> say that uh, you changed up your whole diet then. Like uh, yeah, uh, 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 eight true. years ago, right? Yeah, true. Vegetarian, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, pardon me, bro. You about six hours off. <laughs> no, but that's all right. Because my whole earth broke down to 13 hours off. You know, yeah. But um, hey. also, um, issues of said the more more current, like in the last three or four months, Issues of either being alone and yearning for relationship or uh, uh, having to deal with a sense of appropriate selfishness in relationships, man. Mm-hmm. That is the, the theme that was like April, May, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it's going to last while Mars is in your face. So you're dealing with circumstances that are frustrating you at this point, mm-hmm. man. And, right. and, and Saturn moving to your second house got you on some financial strain. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, you're going to have to give me a call, man, if I get any more in-depth, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. What's, the, what's your mouth, bro? My, my digits are 516 881 8892. 881. What's the last four? No, five, yeah, uh, 6992 
is the square upon which material existence is built. And the number five representing that curve being the number of the indicates the mind or the motion of spirit. And together be the number nine, which is insight into the spiritual and the mental and the, uh, I mean, pardon me, the spiritual, mental, and uh, physical, emotional, which is the other side, which is the four side, four and five is nine. And nine is the number of perfection and completion, you know? So, you, 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 I, I, you know, I could go... You know, and thus the symbol of the compass and the square, you see that all over the place, man, all throughout the, you know, all throughout history, man. Absolutely. Let's get to some more callers. We still have hands up. Uh, Let's go to the 770-772-552-552. All right, caller from 770. Welcome to New Relay. Hello, how are you? Peace. I'm fine. Greetings. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I'm calling in for a reading. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just, you know, it just, it just, you know, I got into this science, and I, it has never ceased to amaze me how once people understand that this is what I do, this, this, so this, this is what we get. This is what it becomes. So, you know, I'm laughing at that. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Just the fact that here we go again. You know, you know. I just find it so interesting, and like you said something earlier, there was once a time that my mind was so close to so many things, and now, and I think also know the ledge for a lot of the knowledge of our ancestors' DNA, and expanding my own mind just to hear, at least, especially for people who are passionate and invested themselves in the knowledge well you know something that right there is what makes it all worthwhile because if we were blowing hot air mm -hmm. and no one was paying us any mind then it would all be for nothing and you know we do it to affect change to broaden minds and so you use the living testament to our intention and also that in the western society all of this science has been put under such taboo yeah, it's been demonized. So much so that it has become hidden when it is the secret, you know, to our spirituality and our key well, to knowing yeah, the world. Yeah, we're we in the age now, though. We're in the age of Aquarius. It's coming out, you know, and it's coming out over the air. <laughs> Literally. You did in the air. You yeah, know, it's no was, longer going to be hidden behind closed doors. When's your birthday? Ten nineteen. 19. 1958. Okay, so Mars is in your face, and you've been dealing with unex- uh, suddenly erupting uh, circumstances that uh, affect you personally and come at the uh, at a rate that you find very hard to deal with. You have to be quick and on your feet, and and this has been so like since last January, last December, this trend because this is when Mars entered Libra and started to go uh, retro, actually October of last year, and it's been there ever since, and it's causing you, but by now, you should have it under grips with return, and, and have gotten used to the sense of timing that has been, you know, so difficult for you to handle, you know. Um, do you have a specific question? No, what time of day was you born? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't oh, okay. know. All right, well, you know this is about to get personal. You heard me on here before, right? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with you. <laughs> okay. I. <laughs> Wait, I. When's your birthday again? Give me that again. Ten nineteen. Ten nineteen. Okay, I got it. Nine. Fifty nine. Yeah. Right. Fifty nine. Fifty eight. Okay. Very well. And it was right. a Sunday. Okay, that's of no consequence. I don't use planetary days in this procedure. All right. Um, you do. You have no idea what time of day you were born. Okay, but you're gonna have to go back to childhood. All right. And give me your first medical issues and or and or injuries, whether you went to the hospital or not. Like if you if you had asthma as a child, if you had if you've had you had sinus allergies and headaches for the first part of your life, if you were lactose intolerant, and then I would need to know did it affect your intestinal cavity or did it affect your stomach? Okay, and uh, or did you have an issue with your eyes? Did you wear glasses? Um, did you have skin eruptions or cysts or a problem with your reproductives, okay? Anything like that. Uh, scars speak volumes, but they're not always the case. And, and injuries are like 80%. And by, by this knowledge, this information divulged to me, because I can't figure out what your ascending is, I will be limited to a solar reading, okay? But I need, the, I need the worldly reading as well as I need the earthly sign as well as the solar sign and we get the solar sign from your from your birth date and i and we get the earthly sign from your the physical sign from from the from the hour since you don't have the hour i have a way by which to discern the, your injuries to determine what sign would have been rising and then we can deduce within a two-hour margin you know okay well as far as um an injury like i did break my leg in seventh grade okay upper leg or lower leg lower so it was okay the ankle or the shin or was it the foot the shin the uh upper okay, leg. The shin. so you've had your molars removed too and you've injured your right hand or, or limb shoulder or arm right no well you know tattoos scratches cuts burns aches and pains all, all, all manifest the same way okay you not had your molars removed your wisdom teeth or anything like that you have an issue with your back teeth no okay well um, then that might be a, a bad aspect to Aranos, the lower leg is there are there any other injuries then no other other than like falls and scrapes you know as a child falls and scrapes what about a car accident fender bender doesn't even have to be serious you didn't have to get injured no, no, I've never been in there. And I did have like my my health challenges were when I was in college, and then I had an appendix and the shingles. So, okay, can you describe for me what shingles is? Shingles, uh, it's like a. a it comes a, from the measles of the mumps, right? Looks like the chicken pox that's on your stomach. Okay, on your abdominal region. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, you know the abdominal region, and what was the other issue you said you had other than that? Well, um, appendix. But appendix. Yeah. Okay. Both of these areas, the area around your stomach and appendix, and the, you had your appendix removed. Was that actual surgery? Yes. Okay. So you that that, that would that would give me the sign of Aquarius rising. Being a Libra would put you in the ninth place. So philosophy, religion. Uh, spirituality, institutions of greater knowledge, and travel. You love these things, right? Yes. Yeah. And therefore, uh, associates and friendships and spontaneity, 
You love the brand new, something new and interesting, scientific or knowledgeable men really attract your attention. Isn't this correct? Yes. Impulsive speaker you would be, and your talent would be for words or writing or communicating, and you love books or information with that regard. On the human level, social level, that manifests as one of your younger siblings or cousins or a friend that has been uh, uh, there since childhood with whom you can communicate everything. You're an Aquarius rising. You're a ninth house Libra. So if any children you had, you pressed education on them severely, and you thought about studying law or uh, uh, human relations at some point? Well, you've kind of covered a, a, a lot of the things I've been involved in, even as far as my son, yes, you're on point, uh, new topics, new challenges, as far as even the foreclosure uh, crisis. Uh, and I did become heavily involved in law, although I study speech communication, and I do write. So you can Yeah, okay, there we go. All right, so you, you need to know this for yourself. You were born between... Um, one o'clock in the evening, you know, very close to, and three in the evening. Between one and three are very close to. It could have been like 12.45 to 2.50, like that, but very close to the one o'clock hour or the three o'clock hour, anywhere in between there. You're a ninth house Libra, okay? So uh, attraction to uh, uh, your first relationship or your first serious commitment was to an out-of-towner or a foreigner or a person of different cultural upbringing? Well, he was, we were not, well, my marriage was for, to someone who was some out of town, yeah. There you but go. I, yeah, 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 yeah. First serious commitment or marriage, right, partnership, all that. And, um, yeah, you, 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 for you went through years of, of, of contending being single. You, that's a pain in the ass for you, like more than, more so than your other friends. You had to learn how to live being single, single when you had to be. You know, that was a, one of your biggest struggles right there because uh, and be, because your karma or, or, or the lesson that comes with the son and Libra in the ninth place is learning to deal with separation in relationships. That was real hard. You know, I don't want to get too personal. It's a lot of time. Go, get, go ahead. You don't know my <laughs> You know, I, the, the reason why I breezed through all of that is because I, I got to the point where I knew I didn't need confirmation, one. And two, I spent a lot of time trying to ascertain your ascendant. Normally, I get it within a minute or two. You know, I, it took me like what three or four minutes with you. Like that's too long. <laughs> Makes me look bad. Now, not you, just just the fact that it took so long. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, but so, so now, um, so you had issues, transportation issues recently, like in the last two or three months, right? What kind? Transportation, either with your car or with getting from place to place, getting where you needed to go. I just had today, I had transportation issues today, and uh, I had to have new brakes for my car because my car, I was trying to decide, did I need to rent a car or go ahead and get brakes done? So I was in quite a dilemma, and mm-hmm. yes, so I've had it. Yeah, well, that, that challenge is right on time. See, what people don't realize is you, you're here to face challenge, okay? You were brought about through friction and challenge. You know, just the sexual act of your father penetrating your mom is a is a friction, okay? And you you struggle, you beat many of your siblings to get here, you know, as a sperm implant. So it's all about struggle. And overcoming the struggle is the, is the idea. And finding a way to overcome it in the most efficient fashion is everybody's purpose here, whatever the struggle is. 
specifically is something else of another color. But overcoming your struggle and strife is the job of every human being. Right. So you, you have these things. Actually, it's right on time. The fact that you got it fixed shows that you dealt with it efficiently. Another person might have uh, uh, overlooked that and, 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 and drove their car to the point of uselessness. You see what I'm saying? Your ability to get around, though, is tantamount because you're a ninth house uh, uh, Libra. So what that indicates is that, you know, you will relocate for relationships, too. Did you move when you got married? Or, um, did, did we, we move you, around? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um and the fact that you got Aquarius at your ascendant, well, your social life is off the chain. You got that, regardless. And you're the big sister to when everybody, I'm even social, if you're younger than them. When Everybody's I'm so, big sister. Pretty much. But when I'm social, but lately because of the challenge that you mentioned and the kind of concentration that it has taken to seek out the answers that I have needed to help myself and others, even when people thought I was wrong, <laughs> you know, you you are reading Uranus in the third house for me. I don't even have to elaborate on that because you because if I elaborate on it, you're gonna say, well, that's just what I just said, okay? <laughs> See, yeah. people read their own stuff too, you know. And it you know, took a lot of energy out of me. And, well, and, it, it, and to everybody else, it was unexpected, sudden, and and uncalled for. But to, but that's what you needed to do. That's what I've been using the term on a, uh, appropriate. What I'm. I've been using is the term appropriate selfishness. You know, there's a time where, you know, you have to look out for number one, and that's when you're supposed to. And you're not supposed to make sacrifices for others under those conditions. Okay, so where people felt that you were wrong or that it was necessary, you needed to get you needed to do what you needed to do to get yourself together. Just remember, though, and you know this better than anybody, you're one of the most social signs in the zodiac. Okay, Aquarius at the ascendant makes you friendly to everyone, even people that don't deserve humanitarian. You you, you treat them humanely, and with Libra there, you want to be nice to everybody. You know, you want to be good to everybody. So you know, yeah, and, and that poses a, a terrible struggle with you too. Because even when people deserve to be told to fuck off, you don't want to tell them like that. You want to tell them tactfully. I wish you'd leave me alone, please. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because of, uh, I, I'll say this, one of the things that has put me in a very quiet place because of programs like Know the Ledge, the Moore's Knowledge Education, you know, I thought I knew a lot. But I found out I just didn't know exactly who I was and basically that I had bought into the Western propaganda. I had a closed mind, as I spoke to you about earlier, about hearing more about anything that wasn't, let's say, quote-unquote, Christian and religion and from the Bible. Well, you know, you got to understand that that's a dogmatic attitude, all right? And because you... Um you know, your love of books, the love of the book is Gemini in the fifth house as an Aquarius. But because you're a ninth house uh, uh, Libra, the natural tendency for any sign in the ninth house is to be dogmatic and spiritual and religious. And that is just a natural growth pattern. You know, you see it too too commonly, you know. People adhere to what gives them a sense of security, regardless of whom or what. And if you found any sense of security in it, breaking out of it, well, it was not going to be an easy transition, you know. And at the same time, I've had my own personal sort of 
metaphysical manifestations, I'll say, experiences over my life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. And you know, yeah. I would I didn't want to get into, you know, the the nature of of your relationships and stuff like that cuz that'll carry us on for for hours, you know. Yeah, I have to give you a call. <laughs> I have to give okay. you a number. Um but I yeah, appreciate okay. your time and I appreciate red pill blue pill cuz I took the red pill and oh my god, I think I want two blue pills now. <laughs> okay, do you have a pen? Yes, I do. Okay. Five one six. I'm gonna put it on my. Oh, hold on one second. I'm sorry. I didn't. Have, okay. Five one six. Eight eight one. Six nine nine two. And for the family out there listening, you can catch me on Facebook <coughs> at Cosmophysics. C O Z M O space P H Y Z I X. Find me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, or at Instagram. Cosmophysics, one word at, at Instagram. Cosmophysics, one word at Twitter, but two words at Facebook, Cosmo and Physics. And I looked you up the last time you were on, so tonight I got enough nerves to call. You really opened my mind up, so I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, too. I look forward to speaking we, to you. We really appreciate well, you. You know what I'm saying? You are, like the brother said, you are the embodiment of why we do what we do. You have me in tears over here. I'm not even going to, I ain't going to front. I got you know, something you all going to drop the bomb and tell heart. you. That, that, that'll be a subject for another day because it's so wide deep that I'm not going to open it tonight. But I have to share an experience with you guys. Okay? okay. I, I, I can feel the energy coming off your voice. Like I said, it went straight to my soul. It touched my heart, you know. I really appreciate, you know, the fact that you even felt it necessary to step forward, you know, with your testimonial. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us. Tell us. Tell you yeah, now. Yeah, tell it. Don't run off. Don't open up a can of uh, uh, soup and then don't let me taste it. Come on. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you. Last week um, I was listening and I listened to a lot of different programs from legal to spirituality to, you know, a combination of um, Brother Valentine and African Network. You know, just been, I have actually had the TV on but twice in the last two months. That was for Maya Angelou's service and someone was at my house and they had turned on the BET Awards. Now, and I just unplug it because I've become unplugged so that I can hear clearly the message that you all are teaching, and, you know, people don't always agree, and that's not the point, but I'm learning so much, even from the passionate of right or passionate of wrong. But last week someone said something about the onk. And I have to tell you guys, as much as he may have thought, I mean, I sounded intelligent or whatever before, I, it's the word stuck with me, but I did not know what it was. I did not know how to spell it. I had no idea. But I was so compelled by, to search out what it was. So I did. And, of course, I found the onk, and I read about its meaning to our people, okay? 
And since then, I kind of did. I do, um, for my creative side, when I'm not thinking, I kind of do banners or quilts. I've, I've done some uh, fabric art. I did an onk, and it's black on gold, and it's absolutely beautiful. And so I'm in deep meditation, and I want to know more and learn more because one of the things, and I miss education, for example, I have one of the books I use that puts pressure on my fabric is the Strong Exhausted Concordance, okay? And I said, okay, well, let me look, yeah, let me look in here for more research, and it's not there at all. Well, my understanding of the Ankh is that it is a symbol for the uh, vehicle of life, okay? It right. represents the womb, the fallopian tubes, and the vaginal canal. And its glyph comes from the sandal strap, okay? And the function of the sandal strap is to keep your ground and keep your footing. And, you know, and life keeps its uh, transference flow through the, the, the womb of the divine feminine, all right? And, and the uh, Anukwa or Ankh, is, is a symbol that conveys that, that idea, okay? It is composed uh-huh. of a loop or a circle on top of a squared, or on top of a T or a cross, which, again, right. is the number four and five or the number nine when, when compounded, and, and, or the compass and the square as well, you know, because, uh, which is the number of, of completion and the entire universe altogether, because the universe in and of itself is a gigantic womb that conveys life. I mean, that's my breakdown. Can I share something with you? Please do. I'm at a friend's house, right? Not more than 30 minutes ago, I picked up a book while the discussion was taking place. The book is called The Aunt, Key of Life. Right. Key of Life. Chapter 1 is called The Circle and the Cross. Mm-hmm. I said to myself while I was flipping through this book, I didn't get a chance to read it yet because I'm on air, but I'm just looking at the pictures of the various different crosses in it. And based on my research, I'm researching uh, for the Law of 44, and um, I'm stuck on the 22nd letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is a word called Tav. Tav is T. And Tav is a cross, but it comes from the Phoenician letter. And the Phoenician letter for cross is an X, okay? So I'm looking through this book, and I'm seeing that they have these glyphs in this book. And I was just mentally saying to myself the same thing, like, damn, I need to read this book because, you know, based on what I think that I know, I don't think that I know it all. I was going to sit here after this program and read this book from cover to cover, you know, to refresh myself on what I think that I know just to make sure that I know what I know because, you know, I'm in research mode right now. So for you to call in and tell us this particular story dealing with the aunt, you know, it's it's amazing, you know. So I'm going to reference... let me share the author with you, because I guess I have this book because this book is for you. Oh, I would you love know? to have it. 
I got to learn more, but I think it is a part of a key of life that has been hidden from us because while the unk also represents eternal life, in the new version of Christianity, we have to go through some other source to get this reward of eternal life. When our ancestors, because as I hear they were so connected to the universal law. They they had in their operations of the spirit, eternal life was a given. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So it's another way of a twist that it appears that maybe the the unk the and, and if if I say if Moses had a rod or if. Whoever, all of the references, it's not even references in the King James Bible, for that matter. It, but it, it's also called the staff. So sometimes yeah, the Bible says, yeah. I brought in that staff, they comfort me. You understand what I'm saying? There's Especially power. Especially when they speak of, anytime they speak there's of the staff and the scepter, yes, they're speaking about the arm. Okay, but why? staff and scepter. And one other thing I say, there's a guy in Philadelphia, and I was hearing him on one program, and obviously he has an unk in his bookstore. And a lady came in to him one day and said, it's a shame what you did to that cross. When That's kind of the reverse psychology of where we are now. I think we have to go back and understand. That's why we have to go back to the ancestral wisdom and the ancestral elements to really begin to understand where we are now and how we've been deceived. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a given because it is from that school and application and codification of it that what we have presently in the form of Christianity and Islam comes from. In other words... What we have is, you know, in its present form, it is Christianity and it is Islam and every other religion. But the, uh, it comes from and was transmitted to the rest of the world from the Egyptian. The Egyptian got it from the interior of Africa. So, you know, there are schools that are even much older than that. It's just it's, that's as far back as we can go in terms of documentation and, and you know, and obvious uh, uh, references to it. What uh, what Red said just, I mean, what Blue said just now really took me, because I heard this several times before, but it didn't connect with me. The Phoenician alphabet was patterned on the planets, okay? I mean, pardon me, patterned on the constellations. And Tau is the constellation of Pisces. And what's deep is the Egyptians used the sandal strap as the glyph. For the, for the unk, okay? Now, the Pisces rules the feet and shoes and sandals. So I'm seeing the connection with, with that degree, and I don't want, you know, that's just, that was just one minor the uh, common thread in it, you know. As I was looking, and you can find a, a, a celestial alphabet from the Phoenician uh, from the Phoenician alphabet, and every other alphabet that, is, that, that starts with an A-B, like the Greek alphabet, Roman, Arabic, Aramaic, Hebrew, Syriac, all came out of the Phoenician alphabet, okay? Yes. So, yes. and they got it from the stars, all right, from the configuration of the stars. And uh, uh, so when you just said Tau, I was like, wow, because I was just, 
you know, I'm, I'm building a, 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 an archive on that, uh, uh, the alphabet of the constellations, because I believe that uh, uh, it wasn't arbitrary the way they made certain constellations correspond to certain sounds. That's why I said that we got to prepare notes, because I, I know that I'm covering some things in this, in this research that I'm doing that even I don't even understand all the way if I share it with the body of family. They're like, oh, okay. Like, I was easily able to show that utilizing power, you know, that's all they, the X-Men is. The X-Men, the X with the circle around it is just power in another language, Phoenician. So they're, 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 they're emanating, you know what I'm saying, that particular level of energy because it all deals with the wiki and it deals with the will. And it's a particular scripture, it's a particular um you know, a particular uh, verse out of Ezekiel is being invoked that they're speaking of when they keep throwing that thing out there. And of course, you know, it's all along forty four. But um we'll we'll unveil that in the lecture, you know what I'm saying? Just I, I definitely wanna say thank you so much. Like I said, it's a moving conversation. Um it, it, you know, if you go off, it's, it's definitely food for the soul tonight, and it's going to carry us. I appreciate you. Well, thank you, and I, I want to, I'll send you an email, because um, also I want to send you guys a picture, and once, I, I want I want to get a, uh, know about that book also. Yes, yes, it's, it's called The Aunt Key of Life, Um. The publishers or Wiser Books. The introduction is by Lon Milo Duquet. I'm looking for the actual uh, author, but I have you. Um, but yeah, if you email me, I'll get you all of the pertinent information that you need. Get your hands on this. And there are other books that I can refer you as well. Okay, so ktlempowerment at gmail dot com. That's an email that you could uh you could shoot your information to. Okay, a m p o w e m. Okay, at gmail. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Thank you so Thank very you. much. All right. Good night. You have a good night, sister. I will. Take care. Okay, I'm going to take one last call for the evening. All right, so the caller from the 567-201-567-201 caller. Okay. caller, peace. I guess not. Let me uh make sure I took all of these calls and I don't have nobody hanging on. Like I said, I see these seven one two two oh two numbers, but there's like five of the same numbers with their hands up. I don't know what that's about. I'll try it one more time. Seven one two two oh two, I've never seen nothing like that. Seven one two two oh two caller, your line is open. Peace. Are you with us? That that person is in multiple dimensions right now. I don't know what that's about. 
They called him, uh, you know, the ninja in the flock. I, I don't know what that is. I'm going to try this one more time. Um, 901, I don't know if I, 901-864, if I open this line already, forgive me, but 901-864. Yeah, you opened it. I'm the one that that, uh, that started off the, the reading. But okay. I just want to thank you all for uh, this, this show. Uh I missed the first half of it. That's why I came in. I heard. I thought when I heard Ra Ku, I had to had to go in. Oh, but yeah, I missed yeah. the first half of it. I'm about to oh, catch no, it in the archive. You gotta get that. Yeah, you gotta get that on yeah. the download. You download. Okay. You gotta catch that first half with the brother, um, brother Abdullah. Get that information. Share it with the family. He shared some full-time yeah. information. He laid some plans out about, you know, disseminating and, and, and packaging this information for our brothers and sisters in the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's speaking of some really ambitious plans to bring the family back together. So you definitely want to check that out. All right? Okay. That's what's up. All right. Hey. Hey. All right. So I guess that concludes uh, the quality aspect of things. Um, again, family, definitely want to thank you, especially those who have continued with us for the entire evening on this entire call. I want to thank you for journeying with us at the end of the program. Uh, we want to remind you again, patreon.com backslash KC. P-T-R-E-O-N backslash K-T-L. All right. That's the website. Uh, we've set up a crowd support system. I wouldn't call it a donation page. You know what I'm saying? It's the support. That money is definitely going to go towards some of our projects. Patreon.com. As the brother Red often says, we've been giving a food tonight, you know what I'm saying, just consider this some place for you to leave a tip. And we thank you in advance, all right? We definitely have some powerful programs coming up in the next few weeks, working on some monumental, monumental shows, right? So we definitely ask that you continue to tune in. Um, MyPowerPieces.com, we've got all kind of new pieces up there. KingsCounty.BigCartel.com. Um, I don't know if I'm leaving anything out. Ocean14Corp.com. Of course, my brother, Wow, cool. Let him know that radio station because I saw you put some links up the other day. Yeah, I'm still working on it, bro. Uh, um, it's uh, KFox57Radio.net. It's a, 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 a independent internet radio station that we putting together. I'm a, um I'm I'm gonna do a show today, as a matter of fact, at eight o'clock. You know, you can tune in and listen to it live. Kfox57radio.net. There you have it. You know what I'm saying? As always, appreciate your family. The salute to. We actually salute, bro. Peace. Yes. 
about the next program, same back time, same back channel. Um, I've been doing this as of lately, just to take it back to our roots. Oh, yeah, if you're in New York, it's an amazing, amazing weekend in New York. Tomorrow they have the Hip Hop Festival out there, the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. The Electronica is going to be in the building. Star Rock is in town. She got a pop-up uh, thing going on at Nicholas tomorrow. You got the lecture on Sunday. The Islam and Hip Hop with Nairobi Selah, Philip Muhammad, uh, Joshua Shara, Professor Griff, Public in, uh, Chuck D is going to be at the mosque tomorrow in Harlem. This is crazy in the town. All right? So definitely want to check that. Like Monday might be a, a whole new day for hip hop. You feel me? I hope they go to Hot 97 and drag Rosenberg out and flag him in public or something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, like, real. You know what I mean? If I could jump through a portal and turn up in the town, I'll be there, man. The Lions is on the loose, man. Philip Muhammad, Wesley Muhammad is in town. So Messiah, salute. They're running around with Jay Electronics in the streets of New York right now. It's, it's a good look, man. It's a good look. Like, hip hop is making a comeback. It's a beautiful thing. Check out last Tuesday's program. That was an explosive episode as well. Shout out to everyone that participated in that. Zaza Ali, shout out to that sister. She's going to be in the building as well. It's just shout out to King Simon. Shout out Brother Polite just called me on the other line. I think that he's coming out here to California with his beautiful family. It's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Brother A.E. Rashid. Shout out to everybody. All right? Love you all. I'm going to leave you with this. This is how it all started, y'all. So we got to take it back to our roots. Came back time. Sing that channel. Cheers. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk. And then talk to Hawk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island. Recoup for lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop that up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. Knocking niggas off. Knocking niggas out. Shaking them up. Waking them up. Breaking them up. Breaking them up. Standing on shaky ground. Too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. I get cocked deep, living 40s to beer Here's a sip with a cruise, that's the beast If I get revenge, then it rests in peace Somebody got a stuff, I just might spare one And give a brother a fair one Stay alerted on feed And I do work with these, like Hercules Switch the south force, switch the right draw Cause I don't like y'all, I'm hyper nice ball Smooth, but I move like an army Pull a boot down, face brothers try to bomb me Put brothers to rest like Elliot Ness I don't like stress. Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand. Nothing's gonna stop the plan. I'll chill like the Pino, kill like the middle. Black and Pino, die like the hero. Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge.